following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. Hope everybody had a great Christmas. Before we get started and, and talking to people in the chat room, let's say hi to our cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, everybody. Yes, I'm wearing a shirt that I wore in the year 2000. It's a, it has all New Year's Eve all over it, and I wear it every New Year's. Sort of kind of like uh, paying tribute to when the 2000s came in. Hope everybody that was the year, it. too, though, that the world was supposed to fall apart. Yeah, well, it did. <laughs> we just didn't die. <laughs> yeah. um, I, oh, I hope everybody had a good Christmas. I had a great Christmas. I wanted a Tesla, and I got a steering wheel cover. But that's okay, you know. Jimmy said the car will come next year, but here's the steering wheel cover. But I'm going to put that <laughs> steering wheel cover on my Audi TT Roadster because my Roadster is marigold yellow, and the uh, wheel cover is black uh, pieces with sort of a marigold yellow in it. It'll look very well on baby, my little Audi. TT Roadster. What's up, everybody in the chat room? Hello, we've got Cindy Lady Lake in the chat room. Teresa Sabin's in Florida, so Cindy Lady Lake. Uh, we have um, Backpack John is in the chat room. I don't know who else is in there. because Florida's having wonderful weather. We're having horrible weather. It's so cold here. I really could have stayed in New York. I didn't have to move to California. The weather is, Palm Springs is way too hot in the summer and way too cold in the winter. Climate is changing, whether it be climate change or nature, whatever it is, it definitely is changing. I remember 30, 40, 50 years ago in California, we wore white in the winter and we swam. It was beautiful. Now, forget it. I'm wearing a, a, a feathered parker, you know, one of those big balloon jackets like to go out. A ski jacket, a ski jacket. A ski jacket because it's so cold here. Yeah, isn't that funny like he yeah. yesterday was like 50 something but it's it doesn't sound that cold but with the wind and everything it was cold and it was it's very damp when it's damp it goes through you so much for the weather report so who's on today anybody uh, okay, interesting hang on. hang on uh we gotta like uh fix your buttons my buttons again yeah what, what's wrong with my buttons oh, your belly's showing well i'm sorry i have a belly if it shows <laughs> it's not my dick showing that would be something to talk about but my belly who cares that's hilarious. It, it's it's a very it's a silk shirt, so the, it's very slippery, and the buttons tend to open. Yes. So we have a fun show for you guys today. Um, we got three guests coming on. First up is going to be Emmy winner Jeff Caperton, who's going to be coming on. He's a actor, producer, um, actor, producer, and something else. Stuntman, stuntman. So it'll be fun. And then we have uh, Chuck Armstrong from Wonderama coming on to talk about his New Year's Eve event uh, in Times Square, and then. We have something that we've never done before. We're bringing on a journalist. His name's Marcos 
Papadatos, I think. He uh, writes for Digital Papadatos. Journal. Yeah. He writes for Digital Journal, and uh, uh, it's very cool. And uh, lots of people are joining us now. Let's say hi to Dave. Dave likes your shirt. Dave Hughes has just joined us. Hey, Dave. Wouldn't this shirt be nice on Sadie if she didn't have a bra underneath and the silk made the buttons open and her boobs showed? Maybe I'll have Sadie wear this on one of our shows. That's funny. Right, Dave Hughes? Did you watch our show last week when Sadie sent you that big, wet, juicy tunkus? Yeah, everybody, thanks for tuning in to our uh Remember I want to hear what Dave said. Did you faint? Say, remember Sadie brought her lips close to the camera. She wet them, and she gave you a big soul kiss. That's funny. He says, ah, ha, 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 you probably fainted, you old bastard. <laughs> so we hope everybody's ready for New Year's and is going to have a safe New Year's, um, ready to bring in 2022 because 2021 was uh, like half good and half bad. He says he fell off his chair. <laughs> oh, whoa. Right. Oh, B. That Claudia just joined us too. Hey, B. Hey, B. How are you, honey? But yeah, he said, uh, he's, oh, and Teresa says he's still recovering. Yeah, well, you know, so he's quite a gal. She's got a big fan base. There's so many guys in love with her. They all think she's the sexiest thing in the world. And she doesn't have fake boobs. You know what I mean? She's got nice little handful boobs. Women today think that they have to have these gigantic water balloons. And I want to tell you something. My ex-wife had water balloons, and they don't feel real. They felt like a balloon with water in them. The, the A real boob feels different. The fake boobs, some of the women have hard boobs because the skin grew around the bag and it caused a, a hard outer shell. So when you go to grab them, it's like grabbing a, a statue in Italy, you know, a marble statue with boobs. They all say Sadie's gorgeous. And Sadie is beautiful and talented, a great actress, and we love her. And we finished wrapping The Beast Inside, everybody, so uh, we should look to have a, some kind of a trailer by the end of January, I think. We'll have right. a trailer it was, a, it was fun. It was cold on the set was really cold and raining so that didn't make it interesting but the people were sweet and nice and we had a good time in spite of it all yes absolutely absolutely so it'll all be fun so so what's your new year's resolution you have one well i wrote on facebook about the people in palm springs who are not friends with us anymore because a bunch of not a bunch but a few drunken ugly old queens went around saying that jimmy and i are republicans and that we support trump and I've written a lot of stuff on my page that never applied to them. But I guess if the shoe fits, wear it. And they did. And they thought I was writing about them. People today have such egos that no matter what you print, they think it's about them. That you, they're the only people in your life, in your world. You know, and it's not true. I mean, I have hundreds of friends. And when I write, I don't write about any of our friends. I write in general. And if that dog doesn't stop barking, Astro, shut up. Oh, I'm not in the mood today. You know, we had shots. We've got our, our um, what do they call Booster shots yesterday. Jimmy's very sick today. He's being nice, but Jimmy's bones hurt. He's got a fever. He doesn't feel well from the shot. I feel great. I just feel a little agitated. What's the word? Agitative? Is that just the word? Agitated. Yeah, agitative. I feel like I could attack our next guest very easily. So I have to behave because, you know, Putting chemicals into your body does change your mental state because whatever flows through your blood system goes through your brain. Blood goes through your brain, as you know, and chemicals can sometimes distort things. I have this. So we got the booster, I got to talk this out. This is important. 
I had a broken spring, whatever the hell wrist that I'm getting over. And we went to a doctor and the doctor said, it's a nerve problem. You rip nerves or whatever. And he gave me a prescription. Well, I read the prescription and it said, can cause suicide, depression, anger. I mean, it went on and on and on and on and on with all these horrible negative things. So of course I threw the chemicals into the garbage. I rather have the pain. But people that are on painkillers, such as the one your father was on, what was that? Hydrocodone. Hydrocodone. No, oxycodone. Oxycodone will be suicidal. Jimmy's dad tried to kill himself twice. We saved his life once. And yeah, so those drugs, if you take them, they can change your mental thinking. And you really get so depressed. And for some reason, you want to kill yourself, but you don't know why. So please be very careful out there, folks. Read your prescriptions and read the side effects. And if you don't want those side effects, just suffer it out. There are no pills that cure anything. So if you think by taking a pill you're curing cancer or heart, heart condition, you're wrong. All pills do is put a Band-Aid on what the problem is. But the side effects can be far worse. Dave says he got the booster in England and it made him feel like his body got run over by a truck and somebody stuck forks in his eyes. <laughs> well, that's good. That was a nice feeling. Did you enjoy it? So, yeah, I have a, I have that same thing going like nausea, temperature, uh, and I feel, dehydrated. I feel great. Dehydrated. No, nothing. My arm is like all red now. It's like See, getting red. It's amazing. I guess the Pfizer drug works with my body system, but I have no pain, no di nothing. nothing. I absolutely nothing it's as if i never had the shot and we and jimmy had and it I'm only, all dizzy jimmy had it only three hours before i did but anyway again i want to repeat be careful of your prescriptions don't think because they're good prescriptions that the doctor gives you that they're not what the dope addicts use you know dope addicts will pay a fortune for oxycodone to get high and it's very addictive and it does cause damage so really, really think about putting chemicals in your body. I've been warned by so many people saying, oh, Ron, don't get the booster shot. It's going to do this. It's going to do that. Um, and you're fine. Yeah, I'm fine with it. But we don't know what it's going to be like four or five years from now, if in any way it has hindered or changed our uh, immune system or whatever. So it's it's really not been tested yet long enough to know the side effects and i'm sure if they told me the side effects i probably would not have gotten the shot but since we don't have side effect information i said oh screw it you know and we're going to a very big new year's eve party and i don't want we're going to be exposed to a lot of people and i really didn't want to take a chance <clears throat> so we got the shot and i suggest everyone get the shot also you know, what are you going to do? You have a choice, the shot or no shot and death. So if the shot's going to kill you a few years from now, at least you got a few years more. But the pe <laughs> but the people, that's common sense, but the people who didn't get the shot my age, you know, they just don't make it. They pass away. Anyway, that's, that's all New Year's vomit that we're getting rid of now. This old new shit. New the New Year's going to be spectacular, wonderful, with all kinds of new thinking. Uh, Jimmy and I are thinking of moving back home, my home, to New York. We're thinking of going back to Long Island, where I, I lived many years, and I have so many old friends there. And only because Atlanta and uh, Tennessee and where else is filming. It's becoming the new Hollywood. So we're going to have a lot of work there because Jimmy's got a lot of movies that are going to be coming out of Atlanta. We only have one I think we're shooting in Nevada and one that we're shooting in New York. 
he is i'm in so i could say we but the rest of the work is atlanta and dave, being, says, dave says go to new york and he'll come visit good because being on, on the on long island it's very easy to get to atlanta it's a quick flight but from california it's quite an ordeal and then we will come out to la when we want to work and i'll come out to visit friends uh, Sue Wong has been wonderful. She said that she has four guest houses and that we are so welcome to stay at one of her guest houses when we come. So all good stuff coming up in the new year, folks. You got to think positive. Get rid of all that negativity now. Vomit all of it. Dump it out. All the shit that you had from last year, who said, this one said, this did, this one did this to me. That happened. Oh, bad luck. I broke an arm. Get rid of it. It's all negative. I agree. I agree. And Miss Kim just joined us in the chat room. Hey, Miss artist Miss Kim, I hope you had a great Christmas. And uh, actually, I hope everybody had a great Christmas and everybody's going to have a great new year. I'm actually looking forward to being done with this year. So well, I'm look, looking forward to One year is the same as another year. You know, man made the time zones. So it's your life. If you if you dwell on negativity, if you always feel sorry for yourself, if you have a low opinion of yourself, you're just going to be miserable every fucking year. It doesn't mean new year you're going to change. You change. The year doesn't change. You change. Think positive about yourself. You're a unique person. There's only one of you. No one has duplicated you. On the entire planet, you are the only person that looks, talks, and feels like you do. So love yourself. And in doing so, you'll love others, because if you don't love yourself, you're never going to love anyone else. I mean, these are my feelings anyway. I'm not a doctor, shrink, but anyway, I just common sense shit. Get rid of negative people. Get rid of people who say to you, you can't. Like, you know, I said to a friend of mine, gee, we're thinking of moving to the Hamptons, because I really love the Hamptons on Long Island. And she said, Jesus Christ, Ron, in two years, you're going to be 84 years old. You're going to pack and move at that age and, and start a new home at 84. I said, well, what should I do? Kill myself because I'm going to be 84? Of course. I don't live any differently now than I did when I was 25. I mean, actually, you love moving. <laughs> No, I don't love moving, but my father taught me if you step in shit and you don't like the smell, step away. And that's what I'm doing. California's changed. It's no longer the ideal place to live. We have an enormous exodus of people leaving California. It is outrageously expensive. And gasoline, I mean, my car now, I'm almost paying six bucks a gallon. Get out of here. You know, what the hell is going on, Biden, or whoever started this crap? Biden, I think, with cutting back on the gasoline manufacturing. I was paying like $2.49 a gallon because my car is an Audi TT Roads that takes the good stuff, the expensive gas. Now it's going to go up my to- My gas is $5, though. Well, mine is more than yours because yeah. I take the high test. But now it's, they said it's going to go up to $10 by the summer. How can I afford? And my car is, 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 is a gas burner. It's a sport car. Everything is so expensive here car registration taxes sure. food food has tripled what used to be 250 now is five then it went to six i mean you got to see the prices in the supermarkets here you drop dead you can't buy anything under five dollars five five is cheap it's now six and seven a, a can of polyotricotta that i got in new york for 249 here is seven dollars Everything in California is outrageously expensive. Not only the real estate, the rents. You can't rent anything here for less than 2500 and it's not anything to talk about. 
So California is really becoming an impossibility for many, many people. And the crime has come has really gotten bad here. Palm Springs, we never had a, any crime at all. A water main would break and that would be a headline news. Now we have rape, murder, murder all the time. Somebody shooting somebody or gang shooting. Terrible change. Actually, too, Miss artist Miss Kim said even the dollar store went up, which is right, because now our dollar store, everything's a dollar twenty-five and went up a quarter. Well, it's Miss they cannot call it a dollar store anymore. Yeah, it's a dollar store. That's everything's a dollar twenty-five. Well, they gotta say now it's a dollar twenty-five store because that's misinformation. Anyway, that's all negative stuff that I've just talked about. And I got rid of it. See, that's what you have to do. You have to talk to somebody and get all that negativity out of you. All of the anger and the disappointments, get rid of it. And then say to yourself, now I'm going to think positive. Because remember one thing, from everything bad comes something good. There you go. We want to welcome to Mona, Rachel. Oh, that's Rachel. Uh Oh, Rachel's Roxy, I think. That's Roxy. So Rocky jo Roxy joined us, and Mona joined us, and Paige joined which, us. Which Roxy? We have a couple of Roxy. No, Roxy, our engineer. Oh, okay. Because I know a Roxy also. That's funny. Oh, wow. So B. Claudia said that in Switzerland, 10 eggs is $7.50. I mean, come on. What's going dollars. on with the world? What is going on? I mean, soon we're going to have people starving in the streets because they can't afford it. It's unbelievable. Anyway, anyway, let's go on to a, like a, a funner thing. Well, so. this is New Year's before, and we're able to talk about negative because we want to discuss it to get rid of it. We don't want to carry it into the next year. So just think of it as like garbage and you're throwing it away. I do. I mean, people that are fake people that have come to your home and they've enjoyed your food and danced and now they don't like you anymore. Screw them. They're the losers. You're the good person. You know what I mean? Always think positive. God, if I could only get out there and make every one of you think positively, your lives will be so much better. I only think positive. That's why I'm alive and I look good and I feel good and I'm doing good things because I don't let anything that is puts me down or a downer downers. I hate and I don't like downer people. If I'm in a room of people and some jerk is carrying on and making everybody feel down, I walk away. I won't allow it. I won't I won't let my mind hear that shit. I like love it. Again, I repeat, cleanse, clean, dump. A new year is coming. A new you that's right so hope everybody in the chat room is doing well we also want to say hi to all the other people out there um i'm pretty sure stefan is listening so hey, what's up stefan and I, tina and tina my lovely tina you know I, I don't care about seeing stefan but i really want to see you tina because i think you're the best and stefan really should like kiss the ground you walk on yeah no really stefan you've got to idolize and worship your girl she's the best and so pretty Teresa says she's not letting any of the negative stuff in her space, which is good. No, negative. Ugh. Negative is like cancer. Vampires, awful, dirty, horrible. Vampires. Negative is nasty. Positive is beautiful. It's a flower. It's sunshine. I, that's how I look at positive. Positive to me is everything wonderful. See, I do have a serious side, folks. I'm not always silly and crazy. But I'm a bore now, and I don't want to be a bore because our show is about fun. You know, I don't want to preach, but okay. I, I just feel that it's, I don't know what I feel. Maybe I'm, maybe the, that shit they put in me, that crap made me a little weird today. 
You never know. You never know because it definitely was. What did they put in us? The virus did. I mean, we don't even know what they put in us. How do you like that? I went to the Eisenhower Hospital and I let this very nice man shoot this crap in my arm. And I have no idea what it even is. I never thought to ask exactly what is it? Is it the virus killed, dead, or is it a chemical? Does anybody out there know what we've put into our bodies? The guy who put, the guy who put it into me said that you don't even know if it's going to be uh, like that you're not going to need another one in a couple of months. That's wonderful. <laughs> Keep shooting us up with this crap until we all turn into tin cans. Oh, well. Oh, God bless us all. We need it. I think that's fun. Oh, B. Claudia says they lo we love Jimmy and Ron forever. Uh, yay, thank you. Well, we love you, too, and I'm sorry. that You know, my cousins in Italy, they, I mean, they paid. My one bought an apartment. And oh wait, wait, we have a we have a, a guest. We're gonna wait anyway. Now. What she paid for that apartment I almost dropped dead. Italy is as expensive as America if you're buying real estate. Go ahead, bring him in, at Roxy. Hey, 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 Jeff, how you doing? Hey, Jimmy and Ron, how are you guys doing? Man, I'm so sorry I'm late. That's okay. Your plane was two hours late. You texted me. It was two hours late, and I uh, man, that door opened up, and I OJ'd it through the airport, and. Uh, <laughs> Jumped in the car, ran a few red lights, and literally, I'm still breathing hard because I couldn't even get to the building where I'm in. I had to park down the street and run, so I made uh -oh. it. <laughs> where are you now? Where are you? Um, I'm at my office in Houston, Texas. Oh, there we go. Okay. You didn't have yeah. to do all that. We would have held it. So now, so now we want to like do a good intro for you before we get started. So now, everybody, we want to uh, we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Actor, producer, stuntman, and Emmy winner, Jeff Caperton. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, Good. it's going to be fun. So I'm um, glad you were late because you didn't have to hear my long monologue about negativity and dumping all the shit that was last year when the new year. I went on and on like some old man. You know, old people <laughs> love to go on and on and on. We like to tell the world what to do. So anyway, Houston, Texas, what's it like? Hot, cold, or what? Houston, Texas, right now, it's uh, probably the late high 70s. It's it's warm nice. for December. Even for us, it's warm. We're freezing our asses off in Palm Springs. Are you really? Oh, it's cold as hell here. Yeah, yesterday it was 54 and windy. Yeah. It was freezing. Wow. Yeah, wow. New York, Long Island had, last week, Long Island was five degrees warmer than Palm Springs. And I said to Jimmy, why did I move out of New York to come to this yeah. freaking desert? You know. So, yeah. so let me Wait, do you like Texas? Yeah, I love Texas. I was born here and uh, I moved to LA when I was 19 for a job and uh, stayed out there a few years and then came back and then went back again in 2000 and, you know, just kind of back and forth. But uh, Houston's home. And now with the way things are, I can do, I can live here and work here and still be anywhere I need to be to, to do the work I'm doing. I had a girlfriend when I was very young. Her name was Helen Samaras. She was Greek, uh, Greek American. And when I went to Italy, on a ship in those days she was a passenger and i was 17 and we fell in love it was so sweet and she was from houston texas and oh. and she referred to new york i forgot what how she referred to it but i got very upset a, a concrete jungle right right that's what she said you guys think new york yeah. is a concrete jungle uh, I tell you what, Houston's a pretty big town. We're the fourth largest city in the country. You know, our downtown, you know, you can be, in, it certainly doesn't compare to Manhattan, but it's, uh, it's, it can be pretty, a lot of concrete as well. So uh, I've been to Houston years ago. Is that where the Alamo is? Yeah, San Antonio. 
Oh, that's San Antonio. That's San, okay. <laughs> San Antonio. No, but I've I've driven through there when I used to drive cross country from New York to, to California, and mm -hmm. uh, Houston then was becoming skyscrapery, and this is like is. 20, 20 years ago or more. It is. We have a beautiful downtown skyline. And it, it's and not it, the only scenery here. It's so flat, but it's uh, our downtown skyline is beautiful. And at night, the skyline with the lights of the buildings is quite beautiful. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's a beautiful town, and Texas people are nice. I like Texas people. They don't bullshit like the rest. Like California, everybody's full of shit. They all bullshit you. Texas people, they tell it like it is. They don't care. They're like New Yorkers. Good. That's what we try so, to do. Yeah. So what kind of, I don't know who you are or what you've done, so you're going to have to, well, I'm being honest. You have to, I mean, you're not Brad Pitt, but tell, well, me, tell me who you are and what you've done. Maybe I do know who you are. I do. Well, Jimmy, what you got? <laughs> All right, so here we go, you guys. So this is some information about Jeff Caperton, um, which I've actually known for like a long time. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, um, so you guys, first of all, you begin. Well, first of all, he's got a beard. And I'm sure years ago or whenever he worked, he didn't have a beard. So the beard, I don't recognize him. Maybe if he took the beard off, I'd know who he is. But now you look like every other guy with a beard. You all look alike. Yeah, he thinks I look that way too. Everyone, you look like. Remember the Smith brothers' cough drops years ago? Well, yeah, you all, yeah. you all look like the Smiths brothers. So hang on, I'm going to brag for him a little. All right, you guys. So he began his career in 1984, working for ABC News Los Angeles, covering and producing stories for World News Tonight, Nightline 2020, and Good well, Morning I America. I should know, oh, I should know who you are. Then, <laughs> oh no, I'm not serious. Lara Spencer grew up in my house. She's our dearest friend, my daughter's best buddy. And I was living in LA all those years and I watched the news. Mm -hmm. So I definitely have to know who you are. Yeah. So well, I went on camera. I was a producer and worked in the newsroom, did, okay. did futures and breaking news. So that was okay. a long time ago. Then you guys, he had a recurring role on NCIS New Orleans for two two seasons. He was in Deepwater Horizon with Mark Wahlberg, Kurt Russell, Ethan Suppley, who was on our show not too long ago, mm -hmm. um, Dylan O'Brien, Kate Hudson, uh, John Malkovich. Uh, he's in he's in Poker Run That's with John right. John Schneider's film that we had the guy on from that the other day. So he's in Poker Run, right. you guys, which is a, yeah. uh, everybody everybody should get. It. You can go to johnschneiderstudios.com or cineflixdod.com to rent it. Um, it's great. He executive produces all kinds of cool movies. Uh, two of his big ones were. I, I never saw Piranha Sharks, but I love those dumb movies. So <laughs> I, I think that's something I'd probably like because I like those dumb horror movies. But he also did Dog Eat Dog with Nicolas Cage and William Dafoe, you guys, which is like mm -hmm. a really big one. Wow. Uh, he had little roles in Daddy's Home, When the Bow Breaks with Morris Chestnut, who I actually know, Romany mm -hmm. Malco, Glenn Morshower, who I love. Uh, I love Glenn Morshower, yeah. Uh, he did another movie, Elvis and Nixon, with Michael Shannon, Kevin Spacey, Alex Pettifer, Johnny Knoxville, Colin Hanks, Evan Peters, and uh, Tate Donovan. And he's been in Queen of the South, screen, the Scream TV series, Who's the Boss, Remington Steel, Moonlighting, Zoo. So wow, you he's got a fucking a nice, worker. Yeah, you've got a nice – you made a couple of bucks a little bit, not much. Well, I tinkered around – the older shows, that was just a lot of background work I did when I was out in California doing the news. But uh, I got to, got to be on a couple of – couple of classic sitcoms and things back in the day, you know, Silver Spoons and Who's the Boss and that Mr. Belvedere and that kind of thing. So had a little fun doing that on my days off out there. I, I bet and you guys, I, if you follow his Instagram, it's at Jeff Caperton. He shows you like some of his st stunt shit. Like he had one that he did the other day and he had this thing where 
like the thing pulls him back. It was cool as shit. So oh, follow that's him very on. dangerous. Oh yeah. That, yeah. Oh, that thing where they pull the rubber band and you fly. That well, this was, was a piston. It's a giant hydraulic. Piston yeah, I know. I call it. I call it the rubber band. Yeah, you connect yeah. it to a cable and it just jerks Def you right off. Your definitely, feet. you could snap your spine. You're crazy. So I, I hope they paid you dearly for doing that. <laughs> Because that's a well, very they pay me. I don't know about dearly, but no, but they should pay you. <laughs> don't, don't take shit for that. That's a very dangerous stunt. I know of people anyway. Meanwhile, what do you look like without the beard? I bet you're handsome. Hmm, well, I don't know. Do I have a picture back here? Uh, yeah, what do you look phone? like without that shit on your face? I'm not sure. That's uh, that's the uh, Emmys back in 2012. You, you think we're going to see? Oh, that? Yeah, I can see that though. Okay. I don't know if you can see that or not, but there's me without the beard. So there we go. Get rid of the beard. No, keep oh, the beard. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Everybody's my wife says, my wife Every, Everybody and them. Listen, I have a theory. I don't have a beard. You know why? I'm handsome. Well, you Ugly. are. Handsome. Yes, I'm very handsome. I like myself today. Now you recently beard. grew a beard for a part, though, right? I was starting to, and then I said, "Nah." Yeah, it, it, it's not going to happen. I started to look like I escaped from a nursing home. You know, when, yeah. you're, my, no, when you're my age, a beard yeah. is a, an old man who's not who's neglected his grooming. Uh, I just feel that if you're handsome, don't disguise it with the beard. Take it off and show your beautiful young face, because one day you're going to be my age and then grow a beard to cover your face. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeff, how did you first of all, how did Wait, you are you married? Yes, I am. Oh, see, so I was going to fix you up with my daughter. I'm trying to get rid of oh, my well, daughter. Oh, I got two daughters. I got to get them married. Oh, yeah. Now I'm going on 15 years this summer. Or this summer Congratulations. How many kids? Three kids, all grown, Ooh. have three grandkids. You're, oh wait, God, wait, 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 hang on, hang on. Wait, go back that up, buddy. What? You have grandchildren? I have three grandchildren, and uh, I'm not how? supposed to say anything, but there's about to be a fourth, too. So, Congratulations. <laughs> well, how old Thank are you? you? You look good. I'm an elderly person. I'm quite old. I'm uh, a. <laughs> I'm 81. I, I'm 56. You don't. Uh, look so I'm 57. So yeah, you, you don't. The beard makes the, take the beard off. That's aging. But you don't look 56. Yeah, so great. Even yeah. with the well, beard, you, you don't look 56. Yeah, even with the beard. So how? Yeah. So so because you do a lot of different things in the industry, and I'm I'm super impressed with like how you've produced some really cool things. Uh, but like, how did you actually? Get into being a stunt person because stunt purple—that's a whole another ball game from acting. You know, we knew Burt Reynolds really well, and yeah. Burt Reynolds started off stunt. Burt Reynolds was in pain all the time. Yeah, he took he took he took so much aspirin that he yeah. bled his stomach bled. He was in the hospital. This was yeah. not public. We knew it, but the public didn't because of he broke practically every bone in his body yeah yeah i never met bert but i did get to meet his one of his best friends hal needham who was a big big stunt guy and and uh uh hal was kind of my my i wouldn't say mentor because i didn't really know him i met him but i didn't know him uh but he was someone i kind of aspired to be like in that i wanted to do the stunts and i wanted to do things so when i lived out there in the late 80s and early 90s i, I befriended some guys that were stuntmen and took a little training did some driver training and stuff Got completely out of it and then uh, between work started doing picking up stunt gigs when I was between producing jobs and acting jobs and whatever when I needed a check and that led to another thing and then uh, one of my best friends a guy named Mark Anthony Baca who is a great stunt man uh, he owns a wait, company wait, what's, called, wait back it up what's his name 
His name is Mark Anthony Baca, and his uh, is that is that Mark Anthony we know? No. Yes, probably. He owns Extreme Force Hollywood stunts. He just uh, moved his company to Austin, oh, Texas. I think I think we know him. I think you Mark, do know him. And yeah, Mark, uh, Mark and I are very good friends, and he and I have been doing a lot together. We just got back from Florida a few weeks in Florida, doing uh, stunts for a film down down there, doing a couple of car chases and some and some falls and things. So uh, Mark's really helped me get more into it because I really really like it. <laughs> I really like doing it. You have I a like, good speaking it. voice. Do you do voiceovers? Oh, thank you. Uh, no, I don't. I've done, I've been asked that before. <laughs> I was actually, I, I was in LA just a, a few months ago and I was at the Universal Sheridan down in the, in the gym on the treadmill and just me and this one other guy in there and we're running and he asked me what time it was and I told him what time it was and he says, wow, you have an amazing voice. You should be doing stunt work. Now the, the gym's kind of echoey because it has a real low ceiling. And he gave me his card and wanted me to write to reach out to him. He was going to give me voiceover work. And I reached out to him and he sent me one little job and I did it. And I've never heard from him again. So I guess I wasn't very good. Well, that's because you didn't sleep with him. Well, <laughs> had you slept I with offered, him? but yeah, no. <laughs> had you slept with him, you would have heard from him. That's Hollywood, baby. That's Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I get hit on all the time. Ask Jimmy. I mean, I get such prop propositions at my age. I think they want to see what an 81 year old looks like naked. It's like, you know, it's like a dinosaur bones or what. But it's so, you know, Jimmy will tell you when you call SAG, Jim, telling you what they, they answer. Oh, so I'm doing another film. Actually, I'm doing a film right now in Georgia. Like we're doing a pilot. And uh, mm -hmm. as soon as you call SAG, that's the first thing that when you call the SAG number, it says, hi, you've reached SAG. And if you're calling to report sexual harassment or whatever, uh, do this and hit, hit, you know, whatever, whatever. Like before they even talk about anything else, that's the first right. thing that comes up, which is mm -hmm. kind well, of scary. I, I always and say, it involved Ron Russell press five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. The people say to me, oh, you're in all of Jimmy's movies, aren't you? I say, yes, that's because I sleep with the producer. There you go. <laughs> do, do you know a guy, a stunt guy named Alessandro Fulcito? I know who he is. I don't know him. Okay. He's famous. He's one of my, yeah, he uh, he's one of my partners in the production company that I'm doing. Oh, that, that I, work yeah, with I know who he Georgia. is. I've never met him. I don't know him. Yeah. I would, I would like to. Does he have a famous father? No, no, no. Well, he's just a famous stunt who's guy because he's in that, all the big movies. Who's the guy that we know that has the famous father? Who's oh, also that a Hispanic person? I forgot who it was. Uh, Falchetto's Italian. Oh, Falchetto. <laughs> he doesn't speak with accent, Jimmy. Oh well. Falchetto. It's Falchetto. You know what Falchetto means? Of 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 fakeness. And they and all the women in the chat room think you should keep the beard. By the way, I'm no, that's because we, no, that's because Thank women. You, <laughs> there you go. Let me tell you something. Women like the beard when it goes between their legs because oh, it don't makes. Don't be dirty. I'm, I am dirty. I'm talking guy talk. You know, you rub that beard all over El Pusay, and the women mm -hmm. love it. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and then you could you could take your girlfriend with you for a week, just sniff your beard. Mm -hmm. But anyway. Oh, God, Jesus. Oh, so, Jimmy, so oh, 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 look at that. She's found Where pictures of you. Bro? That's you? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't know. Oh, look I, don't, how, I don't recognize Look how that handsome. Guy. You are handsome. No wonder <laughs> that guy gave you a card. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your, some of your favorite projects that you've actually like worked on? Cause you've really worked with some really great people. Uh, gosh, you know what I have. And you know, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, my first real experience on a series. I was just a, I was just a, basically a featured extra, but a reoccurring featured extra on, on, on NCIS 
uh, New Orleans. But being involved in a series like that, you know, you get to know the cast, you get to know the crew. You, they, they've got, uh, you know, series television has a very fast pace, very fast schedule. I mean, it's, it's you know, you know, do it once, do it twice, flip the cameras, do it once, do it twice, moving on to the next, you know, deal. Yes. I really liked the pace of that. I really enjoyed the, the, the series work. And uh, and I hated leaving that, but I had to go do Dog Eat Dog, and I was going to be gone for several months, so I had to leave the show, and I hated it. But um, I think one of the coolest things I've ever done, it was actually a very, very small role. J.J. Um, uh, Abrams and Stephen King did a mini series for Hulu called 112263. Yeah, uh, Stephen King's book. And I played uh, Ron Kellerman, who was the Secret Service agent in the front seat of the Kennedy uh, limousine on the day he was assassinated. And we shot that scene in Dallas, in Dealey Plaza. They had the exact motorcade. They had a, the exact duplicate of the car. Um, in fact, two of the cars in the motorcade were the actual cars from the original motorcade. They had hundreds That's of extra clothes all uh, over the street. We're driving through Dealey Plaza. There's people just 10 feet away from the car, hollering, waving at the president. Um, I'm in the front seat. We had actors playing Connolly and his wife in the middle seat and then the president and Jackie in the back seat. And uh, living that experience in real life uh, and actually doing it over and over again about 35 times. <laughs> uh, you know, the guys that lived it only lived it once and it was over in three seconds. We did it over and over again. But that was probably the coolest, most surreal thing I've ever done because, you know, being there and we had run through it two or three times. And we have, of course, had a walkie-talkie in the car. And they told us on the walkie-talkie that now when we hit the the spot, they were going to say bang on the radio. And then that's when we react and go into all our stuff. When we hit the spot, they didn't say bang on the radio. They fired a cannon off, the loudest thing I'd ever heard in my life, scared the bejesus out of everybody in the car, all, 200 extras, everybody just ducked and started running. And... Uh, I, I think that's actually the actual scene they used because you, you can tell when they duck, they're really ducking. They were afraid. And, uh, and it was a, it was just a really neat thing, but we did it, you know, over and over and over again. And the old cars kept breaking down. And, so who was Kennedy? Uh, who played Kennedy? A, a great actor named Chris Phipps. who's a very good friend of mine. He's out of Dallas, Texas. And he actually looks the tremendous amount like Kennedy. And he played Kennedy in that movie. And uh, uh, Chris is a, is a great, great actor. And, I love uh, it. But I got to even uh, tell you a little bit about it because he's a great guy. So, how was it working since you produced Dog Eat Dog? How was it working with William Defoe? I, I love working with William Defoe. I I didn't get to meet him too much. I wasn't there a lot of the time while he was there. Um, first of all, let me throw out the only reason I was even involved in that film is I have a partner in in Los Angeles named Mark Berman who is uh, who's a producer and and he and I have gotten involved in a number of things and I was part of a small group that he and I were in that acquired the book Dog Eat Dog. It was written by, by uh, Edward Bunker. And it took us years to put this movie together. And we got uh, Paul Schrader involved, and then we got Nick involved, and then uh, 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 Willem Dafoe. So I just want to make sure that 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 that, uh, uh, that that Mark got the credit he deserved for. He was the one, he was the ramrod behind that job. He, he made that happen uh, despite any number of barriers and obstacles that we hit along the way. But uh, William Defoe, and this is the opinion of everybody, he was just a great guy. He's, uh, you know, Cage is a method actor. He kind of stays in character all the time. And all the characters in this movie are kind of psycho wacko characters. And, uh, you know, so Cage was, was very, very quiet 
he would shoot his scenes, go back to his trailer because he was trying to stay in his little psycho mind character set. <laughs> and William Defoe is, you know, ah, ah, you know, killing his girlfriend with a knife. And then they say, cut. And he's like, hey, where are we going for lunch? You know, <laughs> he was a super guy. He took he's, the entire he's a, crew to a Cleveland baseball game. He's a, he, he's a tremendous yeah. actor. He took the I whole cast and crew to a baseball game, paid for the beer and hot dogs and everything. So um, I'm a I'm a lifelong loyal fan of Willem Dafoe's. And uh, I'd like to him. I'd like to work with him. I'm a yeah. method actor also. You know, everybody yeah. my age is. Um, I ran into him in Greenwich Village uh -huh. years, years ago, and he was in a rush to get by me. And then when I spoke with him and told him who I was and what it was, he stayed longer to talk to me. And I mm -hmm. just had the feeling that he was a really down-to-earth Joe, you know, yeah. a, a regular. Yeah. He's a one nice of those people guy. That, he's very little. Know, he's a tiny little skinny yeah, a small guy. guy. Tiny. But, you know, I he's, mean, he's on screen. When you meet somebody and you have an expectation of what they're going to be like, someone you really, yeah. really like them, and then you meet them and they're nothing like what you thought and you're disappointed, you know, he's not that guy. He's that guy. He's exactly who you hoped he would be. Well, no. When I when I ran into him, nice I guy. said, I said, "You're what's I said, what the fuck is your name?" I said, "I know <laughs> you." And he said, started to laugh. He said, "I'm Defoe." I said, "Yes, William Defoe." I, I couldn't think of your name, and I said, "You know, I don't want to sound like a fan with the with the bullshit. I love your work, but I really do." I said, yeah. "I'm an I'm an actor also." And at that time, I was on I think Charlie's Angels or one of one of those shits, mm -hmm. and we talked about it. And he was a really sweet guy, but I couldn't get over how little he is. Right. I mean, I'm six foot. He's narrow. His shoulders and everything. He's like a yeah. petite a petite human being. But, I, I but very all, nice. I love all his stuff, and I'm a big fan of Boondock he's a, Saints. He's a great he, actor. I'm a he, fan when of when he plays also. the crazy detective, like in yeah. Boondock Saints. He's so freaking right, good. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't think I've ever seen him in anything I didn't like him in. So no, he's so, even when he played Christ, he was believable. One of the uh, wait, Jimmy. I really think you should put Devoe on your list of actors. You got to get him in one of your films because I want to work with him. Okay, so so I want to go through I'm on serious, one of the one I'm of the things kidding. that you said, and I just want to spark on it because people ask me all the time things like. Um, you know, you talk about you're starting to work on a movie, you know, and it takes a long time to get it all going. And they're yeah. like, how come this isn't done? And you said this movie took years to put together. It did. Um, so I just uh, speak a little bit on how difficult because everybody thinks it's so easy to like go and make a movie ah. and don't realize, you know, ah. sometimes people are working on movies for five or ten years before they get right. you know, everything, all right. the pieces to fall together. So yeah. I want people to hear it from somebody else because if I tell them, nobody listens to me. And I tell them all the time. It's an <laughs> no, impossibility. It's Gosh, I and I we've got some, you know, we had one that took three years to get done and we were eight days into filming and COVID shut us down and we still haven't got that one back up yet. Wow. But um just as an example, Dog Eat Dog, we acquired the book, gosh, I don't even remember, two thousand nine or ten. Spent a couple of years just trying to figure out what to do with it. Then, you know, we have uh studio partners that that come in with us, you know, and you know, in this case you know, in this case, Arclight and some other people uh, came in as partners. Well, before they're going to do anything, you know, you got to turn a book into a script, you know, so you got to get right. screenwriters involved. And of course, they have they have criteria of the screenwriters that you get involved in. If they're going to be involved, you have to have screenwriters that they approve of, you know, and then you have to go through that process. And then you're back and forth with that. Then we got uh, Paul Schrader involved. You know, Schrader's amazing, you know, you know, the raging bull officer and a gentleman, uh, you know, taxi driver, all that. Uh, so then Schrader got involved and, you know, wanted to t uh, direct and we got him attached and, and, you know, super creative guy, but, you know, then ended up rewriting again, you know, so we're back in another rewrite that took eight or 
eight months or a year. And, and then uh, uh, Schrader wanted Cage for the movie and we reached out to Cage and of course Schrader knows Cage very well and, and, and uh, Cage wanted to do it, but he didn't want to do the role we wanted him for. He wanted to do a different role. And so we ended up rewriting the script again, <laughs> you know, for, <laughs> for different actors and uh, just kind of round and round. And then, you know, getting the financing put together. And then once all that's done, coordinating everything. Uh, 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 with the uh, financing. Yes. With the financing. Yeah. Oh, is that a, that a joy? That's the best yeah, part. Yeah. Well, that's you know, why you see my title has recently gone from executive producer uh, down to producer. I, I really like doing the for hire work better. I, I get so tired of chasing money that uh, the last several things I've done is just for hire producer work. I'm getting hopefully going to sign a deal this week to do you know, films I, for Netflix. I, I, and, I, I'm in the business. That's big. That's I'm in, good. I'm in the business 64 years. Mm -hmm. And my first movie was 1959 with Sophia and Hunter, uh Sophia Loren. And I thought... It was no big deal if you're going to make a movie. Why are they always carrying on? Yeah. Now, let's fast forward to now. I've written yeah. a wonderful movie that everybody loves, yeah. and it's a nightmare. I will yeah. never do it again. I don't want yeah. any part of production. I tell Jimmy, you're producing it, not me. I don't want to know yeah. anything. Give me my call time. What am, am I on? Give me my schedule. Yeah. Call, and that's it. It, I wouldn't touch it with, oh, you're crazy, yeah. you guys. Well, even you know, in the good old days, the studio just greenlit something, wrote the check, and, 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 and they went and made it. But even now, even the big studio films now, you know, they're, they're even though it may be a studio film, it's going to be financed through, through hedge funds and all kinds of different things. And, and then everything has to be bonded, and it's just, it's just a mess. But, yeah, um, but years ago, you could make a good film for a million dollars. Oh, yeah. Today, yeah. that very same film is $100 million. And where the hell are you going to go find fifty to hundred million if you're not Steven Spielberg? No, that's right. You've got to you've got to have that behind you. So it's impossible. Yeah. It's an, that's why we have so much junk in the theater and on television mm -hmm. because we don't have the funding that yeah. is necessary to make the film a quality film and get quality yeah. good actors. So let's talk real quick because we've only got about eight minutes left. No, oh, I like him. He's interesting. Let's, let him we'll, over. We'll bring him back. We'll bring him back. So let's Let talk. Him, he's a let's good talk talker. About pro, let's talk about Poker Run. Uh, yeah. John Schneider's film. Who do you play in Poker Run? I play Big Texas. Imagine that. <laughs> I'm one of the gamblers. <laughs> That's a stretch. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, I was trying to stretch as an actor and, uh, you know, really go someplace deep. And uh, <laughs> I thought a John Schneider movie was the place to do that. So, uh, but uh, no, I was, uh, I was, I was invited to come be a part of that. I, I couldn't wait. I had never met John at the time and uh, got to know John and his wife, Alicia, a little bit. They're super, super great folks. I yes. had the best time ever on, on making that movie uh, because there was all these hundreds of extras around and, and other people and they're all watching. And of course, everybody's cracking up and being silly. And we're shooting a scene where we're literally betting on, you put a chicken in a box and you're betting on where the chicken's going to poop. You know, I mean, things like that. It's just ridiculous stuff. And we're having the best time. And I told everybody later, I said, it was literally like living through a Burt Reynolds blooper reel. It was, it was, it was cutting up and cracking up. And it was really funny, too, because there was this one point, uh, uh, Dane Rhodes and myself and, 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 and John are discussing our lines in this, in this upcoming scene. And there's some confusion over who says what. And I said, no, that's my line. And, and Dane is like, yeah, no, that's his line. And John's saying, no, this line is your line. And we get in this whole big thing about it. Well, it turns out two of John's uh, script pages had stuck together. 
So he was starting two phases at once. You know, just you know, crazy stuff like that was going on. It was just too much fun. Everybody was 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 laughing. It was hard to keep a straight face. Look at you, you. Know, some of that. And uh, but I thoroughly well, you, you, enjoyed making the movie. You know, John's writing the the third in the in the series right now. I don't know what it's going to be called, but. He, he implied that, that there might be something for me in that. So I've got my fingers crossed. No promises, but, you know, hoping. You, 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 you brought up you brought up Bert's name again. Bert mm -hmm. used to always say, because he had a reputation mm -hmm. of being a flirt and um, funny on mm -hmm. set. Bert did not believe in working uh, long or hard. Mm -hmm. He thought he has it had to be fun. So he would do pranks and silly stuff. But they used to warn him before they hired him, you must mm -hmm. be serious. You are only allowed X amount of laughs in a show, in a take, mm -hmm. and you cannot flirt with the star or go to bed with them, which he went to bed with every one of them. Mm -hmm. And he used to tell us about that. He said, you know, if you don't make fun while you're working, he said, it stinks. It's, yeah. a, lo it's a long day. It's boring. You wait mm -hmm. for setups. You know, let's have some fun while we're doing it. Yeah. So now, as a as a producer, I think it's part of my job to, to create the the tone and the atmosphere on set. And yeah, but and he went to bed. He went to, are, but he went to bed. Three things that are crazy important to me is that number one, it's a professional set. Everybody behaves professionally and acts professionally. That it's a safe set. Nobody gets hurt. We we follow safety procedures. And number three, that everybody has fun. If we're not having fun, we might as well be doing something else that's a lot easier. Um, fun is extremely, extremely important. But Burt Reynolds had an idea that fun was sleeping with, uh, <laughs> with no sleeping with that gorgeous Catherine Deneuve. Because I asked him, I said, did you ever sleep with her? And he said, what do you think? I said, I think yes. He said, you got that right, buddy. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Catherine Deneuve, you know who she is? It was? I do. I do. Oh, God, was she gorgeous. Burt yeah, loved his ladies. All my life, I'm a huge Burt Reynolds fan. When, when smoking I the loved him. in theaters, I saw it at least 25 or 30 times in the theater when I was whatever it was, you know, 12, 13 years old. Yeah. Yeah, I, it was I, a big I, one for me, I, too. I like Burt. I miss him. Yeah. Uh, I spent a lot of time because my best friend Lee Winkler was his manager, business manager. Yeah. yeah. So that's how we were yeah. all part of that. That's one of the things I like about listening to y'all show is y'all, you guys are great. Have a lot of old school ties, and I'm 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 an old soul. I have a lot of old school stuff. You had mentioned uh, Ron. I can't remember who y'all were interviewing, but you had mentioned something about one of your favorite actresses was Jane Russell. Oh, my best and friend. Are you kidding? I I, 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 met, I got to meet her several oh. years ago before she passed away. And uh, it was like just one of the coolest things ever. It was just that was one of those things where I just I couldn't take my eyes. Obviously, she was elderly at the time, but still, still had beautiful. that hour figure and everything going on She's there. Beautiful. Jane, Jane, Jane and I were brother and sister. We weren't friends. We hung out together. Wow. Uh, well, I took her name because I was a fan of hers as a kid. And I think she appreciated that. And we really got along. She stayed at my house. I stayed at her oh, house. Okay. We went all over together. So yeah. there's nothing about Jane I don't know. A lot of it I won't tell, but I mean, <laughs> Jane Russell was a, a straight shooter, my kind of people, no bullshit, no movie star, mm -hmm. down to earth, good girl, did anything for you. I mean, I remember we were at a, a at a red carpet event and one of the photographers said to uh, me, sir, would you step away? We want to shoot Jane. And I started to do that. And she grabbed me by my shoulder pad and pulled me mm -hmm. in. She said, if he's not in the picture, turn your camera off. There you go. Because I was her escort. So that's the kind of people that I knew. I knew yeah. old Hollywood yeah. where people had she class was, and She style. was wonderful. I was in uh, I was in Washington, D.C. 
Uh, I was in DC for something and I was with, with, with Art Linkletter of all people. And right. Art and I were walking through the hotel and there's this large corridor with a big crowd. And of course, everybody saw Mr. Linkletter and came over and, and, and started speaking to him and taking pictures and things. And I was standing there and someone tapped me on my shoulder and I turned around and it was a young guy in a very nice suit. And he said, are you with Mr. Linkletter? And I said, yes, I am. He says, I have Miss Jane Russell over here and she would like to say hello to Mr. Linkletter. And I turned around and there she was, you know, in all her glory. <laughs> you know, yep, that's her. And of course, I went over and told Mr. Linkletter that she was there and we adjourned into a, a side room and, and had a wonderful, wonderful conversation. Yeah. What Love year it. was that? Oh, gosh. Last year I was, this had to be 2000, maybe six or seven. Yeah, shortly before she died. I have the last picture of Jane Russell alive. Wow. Uh, and what magazine was, they were going to pay me a lot of money for it. And I wouldn't give it to them, and I never will. It's my picture. I'm not going to make it public. It's a beautiful picture of the two of us. But it was the last photograph before she passed away. She was at our house, and I was at the airport. Uh, and she went on the plane, and she got very sick on the plane, and they put it down in Tampa. And she had to go to the hospital. And she was suffering from um, a heart problem, yeah. uh, congestive heart failure. Congestive heart failure, and yeah. she passed away. And I was devastated, and so was yeah, I hate the, that. oh Terry Moore. I mean Nancy mm. Kwan, Rhonda Fleming, uh, Arlene Dahl, all the old stars that I met, Esther right. Williams, all those great movie stars that I've met through mm -hmm. uh, Jane. Everybody, we were all devastated. But you know what happened? Being a born again Christian. They said we don't want anybody from Hollywood at her funeral, mm -hmm. and we were not allowed to wow. go to Jane Russell's funeral because they didn't want Hollywood there. Her son yeah. had that. Her son did that. He yeah. always resented Hollywood because it took his mother away from him. Right. Sad, sad stories, but Jane was wonderful. I miss her. I love her every time. Real quick, because well, I, I, well, we're gonna keep you on till our next guest comes yeah. anyway. But behind <laughs> you is that is that your Emmy behind you? Yes, way back over there. That's, that's so they're all asking in the chat room, and I said yes, it is. But like, uh, I was, I yeah, yeah, it it's, is or not. it's very, very old. It's from 1986, and and, it, and it's a producer Emmy. It's not an actor Emmy by by any means. Uh, that was for a news story. Uh, Fucking Emmy is an, an Emmy is an Emmy. That's right. <laughs> right. That's right. Right. And not that, that, many, was, not was, that uh, many people have them. I was walking across the studio lot. I saw it in the dumpster, and I grabbed it and ran yeah. for my car. No, oh, listen yeah. to this. I got a box in the mail. And it said on it, Emmy. And I thought, gee, Jimmy, I won an Emmy. When I opened it up, I read it wrong. It was an enema. <laughs> yeah. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like the same thing. So. <laughs> I'd like to win an Emmy. You know, I may still. You never know. I'd like to win another one. Uh, we were nominated for one uh, just a few years ago for the we best were nominated also. Christmas film mm -hmm. that, that we did yep. called Jimmy Heart and, of Christmas. Yeah. Jimmy and I were nominated two years ago for an no, Emmy. No, not two, three, four, three years five ago. years ago. 2016. Whatever the fuck it was. But anyway, <laughs> we, could, we could be nominated again. Wouldn't that be fun? Yes. So listen, what do you what do you what do you got going in the future? Anything exciting you want to tell us about? Uh, well, I'm hopefully signing something this week that I can't talk about yet. But if it happens, I know I hate that. I really, really I know. hate. What I is know, I do too, especially because it was supposed to be signed last week, but the director has COVID and they can't they can't finalize everything. And did you know something years ago when I was in film in the night in the night in the in the sixty early sixties? You know what they used to put in your contract? 
Be sure when you go to parties, you tell everybody about your film, all yeah. about what I mean. Yeah. That's you. Ha that's what you had yeah. to do. Yeah. You had well, to. Well, as soon as I'm signed, I'm happy to talk about it. But we haven't signed the final paper, so I no, can't say I'm attached yet. Pre-publicity so. is no longer. But he's not attached yet. So I know, not Jimmy. Him. How many films you tell me? Shut your mouth. Don't talk I know, about it. That's because you're not allowed to talk about it. But that's stupid because pre-publicity wets the whistle of people yeah. that they want to see it. Yeah. And I don't want to jinx it. I really want this movie, so I don't want to screw it up. No, <laughs> then, gonna, no, that's good. No, 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 no. never. Yeah, jinx, keep jinx. my mouth shut while I can. But you know, I've got a few other things coming out. I just had a show I did. Uh, we shot last summer called The Billion Dollar Scoundrel. It's the story of the Alan Stanford financial crisis. Uh, we did that for uh, uh, Sky Television. That's it, it aired over in the UK. I still haven't seen it, but uh, that just aired. Um, got other things. Of course, we had Poker Run that just came out. Uh, just did a movie a few months ago with, with uh, Damien Chapa that'll be out uh, in February. Um, gosh, what else? Uh, I've done some. Just did a just did a movie in Florida. I did a bunch of stunts and car chases for a movie in Florida called Roadkill that'll be around next summer. Uh, fun little horror movie. And uh, gosh, I can't even think of everything that's going on. That's a lot. Well, I, I just yeah. finished the film. I just finished the film, what, two weeks ago? Oh, well, we just wrapped and, now. And so I'm, yes. not, I'm not yeah. allowed to speak about it. And I think mm -hmm. that's, I mean, I put pictures up of me yeah. as a doctor with Sadie mm -hmm. Katz, but it was not a scene from the movie. It was an off -cam, you know, offset picture. But Excellent. we're not allowed to put up any pictures of us actually right. working. And we're not right. allowed to speak of it. I said, go fuck yourself. What is this yeah. nonsense? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, at some steal? point we open it up so that everybody will talk about it and get that. Get yeah, that but I don't, believe, I don't believe in jinx because if you live positively all your life. He's not really correct, no, though. I mean, it, we were already featured in Deadline for it, so it's out there. Just the, right. the, all yeah, the but pictures I was told not to put it on Facebook. You all had a fit when I did. That's because you did it before. Deadline. No, I did not do it. I never mentioned the movie. No. I simply said I finished shooting a film and it was fun with Sadie mm -hmm. Katz. And I wrote, I said, he knows all about the film because I actually contacted him to see if he had anybody who could wait, like, listen, help me find it. Wrote, <laughs> I wrote on Facebook, uh, I'm play, which, how would you like to play doctor with Sadie Katz? I don't know if he knows who Sadie is. Do you know Sadie Katz? Yeah, gorgeous. I know she is. I don't know her. Okay. She's, she's my adorable, blonde, beautiful, fabulous actress. Yeah, she's and fabulous. And producer. She's quite a mm -hmm. talent. Yeah. And all the all the guys die for her. She's so beautiful and sexy. Yeah. So yeah. I said, would you like? wouldn't you like to play Doctor with so, so do you like doing horror movies? Because you've got a very wide variety. You, uh, yeah, I'm you a know horror what? movie fan. It seems like they kind of come in bursts. You know, I've done a lot of crime dramas and a lot of crime stuff, and I'm always, I'm constantly cast as, as a policeman or a federal agent or. Me too. And that was all I was doing for a long time. I mean, FBI, CIA, DEA, NCIS. If it's got initials, I've been it. And uh, that was kind of the thing for a while. And then uh, I got to do a children's uh, fantasy comedy movie uh, over the summer that was an absolute blast. 80% um, of the cast was under 14 and it was just, just had a great time. And that's the first thing like that I've ever done. And then all of a sudden I booked, I've, I've been doing some of these, these gory, bloody slasher things The this while well, doing stunts for the last couple. This one I'm hopefully going to sign here in the next uh, day or two uh, is a, a blood gore, you know, slasher, you know, chop up all the teenagers movie. Uh, so uh I'm really excited about doing that, though. But um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm getting I'm kind of in that. That's just kind of where I'm cycling through right now. It just it seems to it seems to cycle through different genres. And I really kind of started pushing away from the cop stuff 
because that's all I was doing. And you get tired of playing a cop all the time. So uh, I, I agree, but that's what they see. I, either I play a mafia gangster or a mm -hmm. cop. This right. time I played a doctor and I was thrilled because I could comb my hair back and put glasses on and look like a sophisticated doctor, yeah. not like a murderer. Now, um, it's my New York accent that they buy. They love my right. New York accent because it is so mafioso. Um, yeah, but I would like to play. Um, I, I'm too old for a romantic lead unless yeah, I played. Well, I could. Pl no, I'm 81. So I yeah. could play opposite an 81 year old woman in some sort of a tender love story. Right. But there's no humping in the bed. Yeah. Right. I'd love to do a romantic type thing, but I've never been asked. Me neither. Me, me, I've never <laughs> been thought of as. No, I've never been thought of as a romantic person, yeah. leader. No, I've always been the killer. Tough right. guy. Very tough. Right. I hope we work together one day. It'll be fun. You're a nice guy. I would guy. love to. That would, be, that would be a lot of fun. Well, talk to my yeah. producer husband. He's the one that, that has cast people. Actually, we're going to talk next man. week on some stuff. He sent me some stuff that maybe we oh, could work gonna, on. Oh, good. Is he in my scenes? Well, we don't know which, which one we're going to do yet. Oh, okay. Well, I hope, <laughs> I hope you're in my scenes. It'd be nice yeah, meeting yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. One movie I'll get in trouble with if I don't mention it. It's on Amazon right now. It hit Amazon in April. Is I did a movie last year called His Stretch of Texas Ground. It's a fun little Texas, uh, uh, small town, small town Texas sheriff with a really bad guy comes to town and uh, I play the sheriff's best friend and his deputy. I'm kind of the Barney Fife character, although it's not a comedy. <laughs> and uh, um, that's a great movie, but it's his stretch of Texas ground on Amazon right now. So I did want to pitch that. It, it's out it. right now. You people can see it right now. Yeah, you go to Amazon right now and, and watch his stretch of Texas ground. It is the sequel to my stretch of Texas ground, not to get them confused. Now, is, so, is, is, is it is it free or is it pay? I don't know. For Prime members, it might be free. I'm not sure. Um, but I just recently booked. They're shooting the third installment. Um, the sheriff's name is Joe Halden in the first two movies. The third movie is Joe Halden and the case of the missing sister. That starts shooting in April, and I'm uh, I'm casting that already. So good for I'll, you. I'll so work, work. Good work is important. You need. Yeah, you got, yeah. You got a life to live. You know. You have to. Yeah. Eat. They they think that actors just exist that we we don't uh, eat or sleep or hurt and we have bills just like everybody else <laughs> yeah i, I got no, a mortgage for the car payment I, and uh, I, yeah. I i once said to someone didn't you know that marilyn monroe pees and they said oh no she doesn't <laughs> i said what do you mean she doesn't pee what do you think she's gonna explode yeah. they said oh i can't picture marilyn monroe doing any of that in the bathroom i said well she's human she does mm -hmm. god damn it you know it's hard to imagine well, they fantasize. People really make actors out to be. Mm -hmm. I don't know what. Don't you ever get that no. from fans when they say, "Oh, you're you're like real. You're a real person." Yeah, I'm a fake yeah. person. I'm a fake person making believe I'm yeah. a real person. In fact, they usually get are 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 surprised at how kind of silly and uh, and uh, ridiculous I am because I do always play such serious people. Right. And uh, but in in real life, I'm a practical jokester. I'm a kidder. I'm constantly cutting up and being silly, and and uh, right. people are surprised by that. So right. so let me ask you a question. Uh, bucket list. So you've worked with a lot mm -hmm. of cool people, uh, uh, male and female actor that you think it would be awesome to work with. Mm -hmm. And then the second half of the question will be: If you could have ever been in any movie ever made in history, what movie would you have liked to have been in? Oh gosh, uh, male actors. There's a couple. Go ahead, give me. You can get. You can give me yeah, a. Yeah, I'm having a complete. I'm, I'm brain farting on his name right. Uh, uh, Robert uh, uh, Duvall. I would love to do anything. Oh, with that's Duvall. good. Nobody picked him ever. That's a good one. Yeah, right. I think he's. I think he's amazing. Um, 
I knew him years ago. He was a very yeah. yeah. Well, he's also a member. You know, so many of the really, really great guys are getting older now. They're not going to be around for forever and ever. I'm about to do right. something with him. But um, Duval is a method actor from years ago, and he's very deep. Even as a as a, a, a non-actor, if you meet him and you speak with him, he's extremely deep. Serious fella. Yes. Right, right. Let him finish, though. Let him finish no, the I answer. just want it. Okay. You know, people out there like to get a little dirt on the actor when yeah. they hear the name, you know? Yeah. So, gosh, Robert Duval. I'd like to work with Matt McConaughey. I think Matt's a neat guy. I've met him a couple of times. He's just a fun, neat guy. I think he'd be fun to work with, but I also like, like the work he does. Uh, as far as females, gosh, I get in trouble. I'm in love with Jennifer Aniston, but that's never going to happen. But, uh, <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. 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 That's funny. That's No one ever says. <laughs> Ron doesn't really like her. No, that's not true. That's not true. I read once that she was the sexiest girl in the world and the most beautiful. And there I had a little difficulty. I don't think she's yeah. the most beautiful. He likes her though. So well, guess... it's it's all each his own, as we used to say. Right. To each his own. You know, everyone has different opinion. You know, I think Sophia uh, Loren was the who's most beautiful one? woman in the world. Who's another one, Jeff? Who's another like female that you'd like to work with? Yes, there's, there's a lot of actors that have passed that I would have loved to have worked with. Um, but um, would you like to are... work with? Would you like to work with Sophia Loren? I would love to work with Sophia Loren. I would let you. Is she even still working? Because the last thing I remember really seeing her in is she's, a few years ago. She's starting to, she's very bored. You know, I, as yeah. I said, I made a movie with her yeah. in 59 and I loved her then. Yeah. I would love to, before I die, yeah. make a film with her again. I'm sure she's, she's done something since then. The last thing I remember her, I think, was Grumpy She has one that came out. She has something that came out this year. Her son produced a wonderful story about her. Uh, she was brilliant in it. And I think she may get an Oscar for it this year. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, that no, Sophie is Sophie is coming back, and I and I think she's a brilliant actress yeah. because she's no longer the great beauty. Now she's become the Anamanyani of movies. She's got that wonderful, you know, Italian. I like Jennifer Lawrence. I love Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> I like Jennifer, Charlize, Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence and Charlize Theron. I think are like my and yeah, and and yeah. uh, and, uh, and uh, Julia Roberts and Sandra Bullock. No, you know who yeah, I love yeah. the one. I had the to one. do a scene. I had to do a scene with uh, uh, Sean Penn a few years ago, and I was so disappointed because at the time he was engaged to Charlize Theron, and I was so upset that she wasn't on set with him. <laughs> the, the one that I think is a brilliant actress, not happening. I don't understand why. Is da Downton Abbey's girl? Uh, well, now I forgot her name. I forgot her name. The, Michelle. Michelle. Um, the tall brunette, uh, the tall yeah, brunette. yeah, he loves. Yeah, I, know. Her. I, I can't think of her name off the top of my head. Mich I know her. Hog, hog, not hog. Uh, Michelle. Oh shit, I forgot. Anyway, yeah. she Brilliant. did a TV series that was on Brilliant. the TNT network where she was like this hustler. I saw that, but it didn't that, last. Oh, yeah, it wasn't, only did she two wonderful. seasons, but she was so good in that. She is somehow she's beautiful and a hell of an actress, and I'm dying to work the with her. Michelle Dockery. Michelle Dockery. Michelle Dockery, right. And I keep telling Jimmy, we've got to cast her in one of the movies. Yeah. I have to work with this lady. Yeah. I must work with her. She's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Okay, what brilliant. movie would you have liked to have been in? Um, and, well, obviously, Smoking the Bandit would have been great, but <laughs> not gonna happen. By the um, way, interjection: that was Bert's favorite. I, I asked bet it Bert, was. Yeah, yeah, that was one of Bert's most favorite movies. He loved it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I would have. I, you know, I'm not. It, it, if you try to separate serious movies from fun movies, you know, it'd be fun to be in Smoking the Bandit or Die Hard or something like that. But, um, gosh, I had one a minute ago and it's, it's slipped my mind now. But, uh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs>
I mean, there's gosh, there's a million. Well, of them. Also, Bert's other favorite movie was the one he did with um, Dolly Parton. Uh, what was that called? Uh, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Exactly. He Bert liked that film as well. Yeah, you know the man that Dom DeLuise played in that movie, the TV reporter. His real name was Marvin Zindler, and he Marvin Zindler got me my very first job in television when I was 17 years old. How do you like that? See, yeah. it's a small world. Six all, degrees. All circles back six, around. Six, six degrees. It's six yeah, degrees. Yeah, all circles back around. Yeah. But uh, I loved his older stuff. I loved like Gator, and and all that. So. Oh, I love Gator. Yeah. Longest Yard. I love the Longest Yard. Longest Yard. The original Longest Yard was great. Yeah, the original one. The remake sucked, but the original was yeah. really good. There were a couple of films he was not happy on, especially one film where his lo the love of his life, out of all the women he was with, was Ingrid, uh, the blonde uh, actress. She committed suicide, and Bert never got over it. Ingrid, uh, Ingrid what? Ingrid Stevens. Ingrid mm -hmm. Stevens was a beautiful blonde woman that Burt Reynolds was madly in love with. When she committed suicide, my friend Lee Winkler, his manager, mm -hmm. took Burt to a motel room for four days. They stayed in the motel room where Burt did nothing but smash furniture, scream and cry. He was wild. Wow. So all the other ladies, I mean, I knew him when he was with Dinah Shaw. That was a lovely relationship, but... Bert really was not in love. No, no he he never mm -hmm. got over Ingrid Stevens. Yeah, so that's good for you to know. You know, you're a yeah. fan of Bert. So. I'm a fan. Every little every little tidbit that I get, you know, is important. You know, like you were talking about uh, Marilyn Monroe and 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 you know, Bert Reynolds and Marilyn Monroe really knew each other way back way back when. And I heard Bert tell a story one time about he was literally walking down a street in Manhattan with Marilyn Monroe and there's other people on the street and he said to her he said uh no one's no one's recognizing you no one's noticing you I can't believe we're just walking down the street and no one is recognizing you and she turned to him and said watch this and she walked forward took about five just changed her posture changed her walk and started walking a little differently and walked within five steps people were all over her well, they and said she walked like she just changed her, yeah, whatever they, her. They, she they said, it on, you know, they said she walked like Jello on springs. Yeah, yeah, but apparently she had to, she had the ability to turn that on and off. And yeah, well, uh, Burt Reynolds did her also. Burt Reynolds, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, you know, we used to talk guy talk, and you know how. Sure. You know me. I got a big fucking mouth. I don't. I ask yeah. questions and nobody dares. You talk, I talk, but there's thousands of people. No, and I said, <laughs> no. I said to Bert, I said, really and truly, can you give me a number of how many women you banged? He said, well, let's put it this way. My dick used to be fatter. I wore it down. <laughs> so that's that's Bert Reynolds, a joke that he would do. Right, I said, right. I said, I said, you think like a thousand women? And he pondered. He said, could be. Yeah. I mean, Burt Reynolds was just a, a sex machine, and women just threw themselves at him. He he couldn't say no. I mean, they were jumping on him. So, I mean, when we used to go to dinner, you know, Perry Lee and myself and Burt, and maybe with his girlfriend at the time was that other girl, Sally Fields, Sally we would go to a nice little restaurant in Beverly Hills. The women, I mean, they'd leave their husbands. They'd leave their boyfriends. They'd come over. They saw shaking their tits. They'd breathe heavy. They'd say, oh, Miss, oh, Burt, oh, Burt. I mean, they were, like, coming from him. What the man had, I don't know, but it was magic. Yeah, so was hang magic. on. Here's what we got to do because our next guest is here. So we're going to um, oh, okay. first, you guys. So Instagram for Jeff is at Jeff Caperton, C-A-P-E-R-T-O-N. Do you have any Perfect. other socials or is that your main social? Um, I've got that. I've got Twitter. I don't tweet very much. Barry gets on me because I don't tweet enough. But um, Twitter, same thing. Jeff Caperton. 
Uh, Facebook is also Jeff Caperton, just like it is right there. I think Facebook has a space, but I'm not sure. If it's a picture of me in a tuxedo, that's me. You know, oh, we want to thank Barry there. too. Let's say hi to Barry. Hey, Barry, yeah, hey, thanks, Barry. thanks for setting this up for us, yeah. Barry. And, and Jeff, Jeff, I'm happy that you're a fan of Bert's because Bert means a lot to me. Well, I'm glad. I appreciate that, Ron. I appreciate that very much. I, and I, I appreciate, appreciate you that, having me on the show. I, I appreciate that you brought up his name. Uh, I, I don't like, like, I always bring up Jane's name also. When, when I have friends I love and they're gone, yeah. I don't want them to be forgotten. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I actually intended to bring her name up because I know you would you would told a story about her on a previous show that I heard. And, yeah, no, Jane and I, I were buddies. But, 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 uh, but, it, it's hard to talk about John Schneider and not somehow have Burt Reynolds come up. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's but, right. But I love the fact that you're a fan and you brought his name up because Burt was quite an actor, quite a person. Uh, he gave more money. I mean, I remember I mean, he gave two Trans Ams away. To, to guys that didn't have money to buy a car. He said, oh, you don't have a car, how come? He said, well, they repossessed my car. Bert said, oh, really? Well, the next day he called Trans Am. He said, if you want me to drive your fucking car, send one to this guy. It's what right. he did. And they would give, he gave more money away to children's hospitals. Bert Reynolds was probably one of the nicest human beings on the planet. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad to know that. So I'm you so, guys, I'm so sorry, he's gone. Follow and Jeff. Uh, follow Jeff. Check out. Don't forget to check out Poker Run. You can go to JohnSchneiderStudios.com or CineflixDod.com. C i n e f l i x d o d.com. We want to thank you. Uh, um, we want to uh, thank you for coming on the show and wish yeah, you a Jeff. happy new year. Happy thank new you very year. much. I appreciate it, guys. And really quick, let me just pitch my new podcast. It's called Texas Backstage Pass, and it starts airing on uh, Apple uh, Podcasts and Spotify January 1st. So watch for it, Texas Backstage Pass. You hear that, folks? There you go, Texas Backstage watch Pass. Watch for it. All right, Jeff, thanks so much. <laughs> thank happy you, new guys. Year. Happy New Year. Thank Bye. you so much. Happy New Year. Thank you, Jeff. Happy New Year to you. All right, you nice guys. Guy. Nice guy. So like you can nice hear people. you can hear the Jimmy Star Show on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, Amazon Prime, and SoundCloud. We're on a bunch of other ones too, but those are the biggest ones. And uh, now we're gonna bring in our next guest, uh, Marcos, and let's uh, figure out how how to pronounce his last name correctly, and then we'll introduce him once he gets on. Hi, Marcos. Hey, hey Marcos. Hey, how, how do I pronounce your last name? Papadados. Papadados. Okay. See, I got it right. All right, you guys. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the power journalist, Marcos Papadatos. You want to introduce me? No, I'm, I'm introducing him first on the show, and then I introduce you. Oh, is that how we're going to do it? <laughs> Go, it changes we're going to do week. it again. Now we want to welcome to the show, you guys, Marcos Papadatos, the power journalist. Hello and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So this is uh, our cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Kalimera. Kalimera. I love Burt Reynolds, so I just wanted to say that. I just love Burt Bert Reynolds. Nice. I, I knew Burt for many years, and he was the best guy in the world. If if you know, I'm a gay man, and if I had to be a wish to be a straight man, I would have wished to be Burt Reynolds because he was the man's man. I mean, he was the true guy that you want to hang with, drink with, smoke. I mean, he was just a, a guy. Uh, just terrific. So uh, listen, I have, uh, you know, we had Greek in-laws, uh, Mary Malios and Despina Batidis, and my brother-in-law, Evangole uh, Antinides, they, he was from, they were all from Greece, from Rhodes. And my nephew, Ivan, Evan is also Greek. So I have a great back, background of Greek culture. 
I love Greek people. I love the sensitivity of the Greeks. I love the family. Uh, Mary and Despina were treated like queens, the two sisters, because they were old women. The respect that the Greeks have for each other is enormous. And I love the chopped meat in the leaves, in the grape leaves. Um, no, really. And I remember at Christmas time, if I'd go to my sister's house, because her husband was Greek, they would put on this wonderful belly dancing music and I would get up there and we would do the Greek dance with the handkerchief. Such wonderful memories. Uh, I adore Greek people and I've been to Greece and uh, love Greece. Greece is beautiful. So real quick, Marcos, we have a chat room with all kinds of countries represented. Just say hi to everybody in the yeah, chat Greece. room. How are you, everybody? Say hi in Greek because we yes, go we go to Greece as well. So you guys, uh, Marcos is the power journalist. Uh, he's the he's an author, a five-time Best of Long Island winner, journalist of the year in the Greek and American press. He's done over 16,000 celebrity interviews for digitaljournal.com, which is like a really phenomenal publication. Um, it's not like he's right. He doesn't write for some shit thing. He writes for a really big thing. And we've never really had too many journalists on except for my business partner, who's a journalist who I'm going to introduce you to after the show in an email. Um, but we want to welcome you to the show. Um, actually, you have interviewed a ton of people that we've had on the show. I made a little list of people that you've interviewed. Um, so you guys, this is some of the people that he's uh, interviewed, and this is just some of them because he's got 16,000 of them, and I picked out like 20 of them. But uh, Maurice Bernard, who we actually went to an Emmy party with, Sean Kanan and Tristan Rogers were both on our show. Christos Andrews. And they're friends of ours. Christos Andrews, who was on our show. Lance Bass, who was on our show. Steve Burton, Cameron Matheson, Chaz Palminteri, Michael Constantine, Neil Diamond, Ed Asner, Hunter Hayes, David Cook, Donnie Osmond. Chris Allen, Jordan Sparks, Ian Buchanan, who's been on our show, Kevin Spiritus, who was just on our show, Roger Daltrey, Jeff Timmons, who's been on our show, Natasha Benningfield, Eddie Sibrian, Rob Thomas, Debbie Gibson, and there's, you know, 15,960 more of them. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So congratulations. How did you be, how did you get into like how did you decide I'm gonna be a journalist? I started writing in the college, Queen's College newspaper, the night news. They were looking for writers at the time and People were responding well to my articles. I'm like, oh, I, I can really see myself doing this for the next few years. So he's from Long Island because you're like, a where lawyer. are you from in Long Island? Farmingdale. Oh, Jesus. I was from Garden City. Do you know Peter Pagonis, the Pagonis family? They own the Not Dodgers. yet, not yet. But I know uh, the girl won uh, the Paralympics. Because they uh, owned the diner on, um, oh, Christ in Garden City. The what the hell is that? They own three diners. Oh, they own the Manhattan diner. Uh, the Pagonises. My daughter was engaged to Peter. Listen, you married? No. I have I have a daughter. Who's <laughs> no really? I mean it. She's gorgeous. She's blonde. She's Italian like me. She cooks and cleans. She's a good girl. She's no putana, and she is looking for a husband because it's time she gets married. You're looking for and her for a husband? A no, no, no. She's looking, and she is loved so much by Peter Pagonis's family. They were Greek. He's and young you though. Look at he's like twenty something. How old are you? Thirty six. Oh, are you really? Wow. You don't look oh. anywhere near 36. I would have thought you were like in your 20s. Yeah, but I can't see. Well, I can't fix you up. She's older than you. <laughs> anyway. So, so you started writing for Queens College, and how did you actually get hooked up with Digital Journal then? Because that's a, like a really prominent, you know, prestigious outlet to write for. Yeah, then I, uh, after Queens College, I interned for Broken Records Magazine in Staten Island. I did that for three almost years. 
And then I developed like a track record and relationships with the publicist. Then I went to a few other online publications and then I eventually uh, applied for digital journaling. It took me within a week and then the rest is history. Congratulations, because that's like a really big, it's a big deal. You know, we want to move back to Long Island. I don't like California. And we, yeah, I want to, I want to move to East Hampton or Southampton because yeah. it's, it's New York. You know, I miss New York and I miss the people. I would, I'm on a Long Island boy from Brooklyn, but lived on Long Island many years. We lived in, in, in Setauket and then we moved to Garden City. Farmingdale, that's changed. You know, the prices on the houses, there are a joke now. Yeah. I mean, everything's in a million bucks. What are they nuts? Their houses were twenty nine ninety. Now they're a million. But I miss Long Island. So, what have you got to say about, uh, let's say, what's going on in New York? Being a journalist. Well, no, it's sad because everything is getting postponed and canceled again. So, again, they're doing that. They're shutting down again. I literally just because we were invited to a New Year's Eve party that we're not going to because we're going to a different one. But I literally just got a a text message from them saying they apologize, but the party's been canceled. Um, and this is like a one with a lot of movie stars and stuff. And they said that it's sad that it happened again, but because of COVID, it's been canceled. Which so, puts, yeah. a puts a damper on our business because when we go to these parties, we get to meet, as you know, the celebrities, and then we invite them on the show. Uh, so it really is hurting everybody. This damn, uh, I just got my shot yesterday, and so did Jimmy, our final shot, a booster shot. Did you? I got in October, so yeah. Good, stay safe. So, so at the concerts, they want you to be as uh, boosted up as possible because you know uh, I don't want to get that thing up my nose every time. The... No, yeah. <laughs> but you you should you should be going to the thing that Jimmy's producing in New York. What was it, Wonderama? Oh, it's a Wonderama thing. It's on, uh... and you should cover that. There's going to be quite a few people that you may want to cover. It's well, Wonderama, I... yeah. In fact, my beautiful daughter, Leslie, she was, by the way, first runner-up in Miss America. She was Miss Long Island, Miss New York. She, she looks like uh, Michelle Pfeiffer better. But anyway, my wife was Dutch. Anyway, she went out with Sandy Becker, and she said he was too old uh, at the time. Does he and, know what? Do you know what Wonderama is? No. Oh, you're too. Oh, well, He's too that's, young to know what Wonderama well, is. Well, no, he would have been a kid when he was a little boy. Wonderama was big. It was very famous. It's a kid's show anyway, and after, they're doing a New Year's show, Eve. Talk to Jimmy after the show. They're doing a thing in, and in he'll Times get Square. You, he'll get you in to cover it. Um, oh, what is it? It's for New Year's Eve, so you might not want to go because nobody's going to go. Nobody wants to go to Times Square for New Year's Eve. No, but he could cover but you it. Could, but you could, I could get you interviews with the people that yeah, are doing it. That's where you cover it. You know what I mean? Hey, we want to help each other, right? Yes, no, absolutely. So, who are you, especially now that we can't go anywhere? Who are some of the favorite people that you've like? Um, that you've like interviewed like i love that you like know sean canaan because we're really good friends oh, with he's him and best, his wife best buddy I and love uh him. and so who are some best of the like buddy. your favorite interviews of people that you've interviewed stevie nicks that's a big one. Oh my god stevie nicks my daughter's favorite my favorite stevie nicks oh my lord actually lady lake and lady lake in the chat room uh cindy lady lake I know, city, city. That's her favorite, Stevie Nicks. Oh, Stevie Nicks yeah. is a is a doll. She's a tiny little cute thing, with that with that raspy. Little that's an voice. awesome one. Stevie yeah, but she's Nicks. very outspoken. Oh, my stomach shot. She's very outspoken. She's very outspoken, Stevie. She has. So now, how did you meet her? Did you meet her at a concert, or how did that happen? Over the phone for almost an hour. 
Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Did you find eight minutes and ten seconds? It was the best interview ever. Did, did, did you <laughs> did you find that it'd be very outspoken? No, it was just like it was you were in her presence. You were just uh, she just uh, kept going because. I just prepared 10, 11 questions. I didn't expect to speak to her for so long. And they're like, right. you have almost an hour. I'm like, an hour? I'm like, how am I going to make this work? But it just it kept going. And it, I got a great cover story. So, yeah. I like love that. I think that's yeah. terrific. Well, she, she was angry at one time with people robbing her music. Yeah. All of the, uh, what do they call Napster, it? all the Napster yeah. downloads. LimeWire, Napster, all those, yes. Yeah, I said to her, I said, are you going to record? She said, no. She said, because I'm going to do live shows because I don't make any money when I record. They steal all my music. Exactly. I agree, yeah. She was pissed off about that at that time. This was years ago. Everybody like loves Stevie Nicks, though. And the fact that and her music, that yeah. her music is so freaking like good. So that's a really good one. What about I know you do sports people, too. We don't actually do say Caleb Dressel is my favorite sports interview. I don't even know who that is. Tell us who that is. Caleb Dressel, he won five golds in Tokyo this year at the Olympics. We're, we're gay. Oh, gay he's men a swimmer. don't know sports. We don't watch sports, really. Gay so. guys we do, we, we'll do all, we do the actors and the musicians because we, we interview we, a ton we, of we musicians. Do all, we, we do all the sissy stuff. Yes. <laughs> um, but actually, that, that Olympic athletes, that's a big deal. Like So So what about actors? Who? What's your favorite actor? Christos Andrews. Oh, he's cool. We see him all the time. And coincidentally, he's Greek. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that has nothing to he's, do with it. He's the star of Ron Moss's soap opera, The Bay. He's the star. He's got like five. I don't know. He's probably 11 like Emmys. 11 oh, yeah, Emmys. I, was say, he had, I think when we had him on the show, he had five Emmys, but he's good friends with Sean Kane. And so we see him at all the same events. So right. like we know him, but right. but uh, we haven't had him on the show since. And it's so cool because he, you know, he used to be a professional skateboarder. Yes. Right. Which I thought that was like really cool. Um, and we're, we're, we're really good friends with Ron Moss and his wife. And they're like, love Kevin, I love Devin. Um, say that again. I love Devin DeVasquez. Yeah, she's fabulous. Devin uh, is wonderful. Ron Moss, his wife, when we're together, we sit down for hours and gossip. Yeah, I, love and I love Ron. Ron is a sweetie, gentle guy, a nice fella. They're good friends of ours. We like them a lot. And you oh, interviewed wow. Steve Burton too, right? Like I actually, I actually wrote the forward. Um, Sean Kanan has a book called Success Factor X, and I wrote yes, the forward yes. to it. Yes, so I wrote, the, I wrote the forward to it, and so we went to a book signing, and that's where I met Steve Burton and everything. And and uh, and now I think didn't he? He got fired, right, from General Hospital. Correct. Which is unfortunate. Why did um, he get fired? Because he wouldn't get a COVID. He didn't get the COVID vaccine. Uh, I, so I think that's such a communist fucking move. <laughs> You know, you really cannot force people to do things. If they don't want to do it, it's uncivilized. They're getting rid of all kinds of people, though. Two people now they got I know rid of. that, but it's un-American. We've lost our freedom with this new people that are in office. We've lost our freedom of press, our freedom of speech, and our freedom of choice. So wait, and go that back. to okay. me is communism. Go back to Natasha Bedingfield. Like is Natasha was she was she a good interview because like I would I have always been a big fan of her music like she yeah, like did her backstage at Jones Beach she was she was lovely at, at where at Jones Beach yeah she was opening for Train and I did her backstage at uh, Jones Beach it was fun so you pretty much get in to go everywhere right like we always get in to go everywhere because of everywhere. our show you get in everywhere because of your because of your uh, journalistic prowess yes sir Which we get fun. in because we have five million people that are watching you right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, we go all over the world, and we have over five million viewers. We just broke a billion downloads. Yeah, so that's why people say, "Oh, 
Ron's crazy. He's got a dirty mouth, but we'll go on that show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take our chances. So who's on a who's who's like on a bucket list? Like like who are some? Meanwhile, of the let me say something. You're a really handsome guy. You are a traditionally looking Greek man. You okay. have the, all the face of Greece. It's to, you're totally Greek looking. You know, I have some Greek in me also. We did the family ancestry. Did the ancestry test nice. Yes, my daughters did it, and we had. I don't know where it came from. I am a, a little English. Where the fuck that came from? I'll never know. But French. But we're from Genoa. So Genoa, at once parts of French was Italian. Good looking. Too bad he wasn't older. Fix him up with my kid. But anyway, uh, yeah, so I have a little, they said I have Greek, and I also have from the island of, of um, uh, Alba. Look, not he was friends with Michael Constantine from My Big Fat Greek Wedding, oh, who died. Yeah. I, Ron's friends with Lainey Kazan. Yeah, Lainey's my buddy. She was, dev she was devastated, Lainey, yeah. when, when, he, when he passed away. Lainey's going to Greece, by the way, you know, now, yeah. to film Greek Wedding 3. Yes, yes, he told me that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you know Lainey, too. Very well. I know she's performing it. She's going to perform next year in May at, uh, in Manhattan. Yeah, well, she's going to be in the movie I wrote. I'm playing opposite her. She plays a Jewish uh, bookie, and I play an Italian mafioso. Oh, you're you're in the you're in that movie. Oh God. No, this is a different movie. This is a different movie. This that, is one that Ron wrote. Yeah, it's called the gift, the gift of magic, and I hope we're going to shoot it in the spring. Cool. I like love it. So you think Sean Kanan's going to be on Cobra Kai? Oh, definitely, definitely. I think so I, I too. I think so too. And he's also going to be in my movie, The Gift of Magic. He plays my son. Wow. So it's going to be a good cast of all. You're going to write about it. Have you seen Studio City? Have you watched Studio City? Yes, I've done most of the press for them. So yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay, that's terrific. Now, you know, Michelle is Italian. Yes. And she's got a sort of a wise guy background like I do. So it's so nice that when I'm back east and I'm with Italians and we eat and I love it. California, there everybody's Americana here. There's no such thing as uh, as ethnic uh, uh, in the chat traditions. Room. In the chat room, they're talking about how handsome you are. Uh, please handsome. ask him about the framed award on the wall. I don't see a framed award. Is there a oh, framed award? The Brenda, the Brenda Lee gold plaque. Okay, tell Brenda us what they want to know Lee. what that is. Nobody knows. Walking around the Christmas tree. Oh, okay. From oh, that's funny. 1958, presented to Marcos Papadados in appreciation of your support for my music. Keep on rocking, Brenda Lee. Oh, yeah. that's very cool. I remember yeah. when that song came out. Yeah. So second, right behind Mariah Carey is All I Want for Christmas, the second most popular Christmas song of all time. Oh, there you go. That's cool. Yeah. So, so what does it mean? A five-time Best of Long Island winner. Best of Long Island, what? Like journalist? Um, every year they have like a contest to best of Long Island, and people vote for their favorite winners and have won um, five years in a row. And hopefully this year will be the sixth one. I'm sure it will. I, I, I think it will be all, too. I swept off all categories last year. Let's see if it'll, if the history no. will repeat itself. Are you living on Long Island now or in Manhattan? Yes, Farmingdale. I'm in Farmingdale right now. Oh, you're still in Farmingdale. I love it. It's beautiful. I miss Long Island. I can't wait to come home. I mean, yeah. we'll be we'll, we're going to be in in New York in February, and I'm going to be on Long Island because my best friends Teresa and John Vecchio they live in Mount Sinai, nice. and and of course Jimmy's partner Eileen Shapiro she lives in Medford, so we'll be traveling all over Long Island. Maybe we'll run into you. Yeah. We'll go have a coffee. Wouldn't that be fun? I love, I love that. 
So us too. We'll so you, you guys can follow. You can follow Marcos. Uh, he's at the Power Journalist. He has a really impressive like Instagram because he has you know great people on it. Um, and I love. So how did you come up with the name the Power Journalist? Because that's a great hashtag. Well, because everybody started calling me that because I I write my articles so quick and I'm efficient and uh, I do six to ten interviews a day. So like you're, you're how many? Your how many? How many? Six to ten interviews a day. Six to ten a day. Yeah. That's a lot. I do, I, I do four, and I'm fainting. Oh, but I have to write them up right after. That's the hard part. Yeah, no, right. Well, you, you don't want to ask the same questions over and over again. It's boring. You got to keep mm -hmm. coming up with new stuff. Uh, everybody's, well, I divide my day between actors, singers, musicians, athletes, magicians. So it's like I never have the same thing. I never want right. to do the same I, I meant to ask you, how do you know Lainey? Lainey, we spoke about her movie just now. Oh, my God. My big fat Greek wedding. My big fat Greek wedding. The other one that just came out, the Jewish movie. Oh God. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 Tango Shalom. Tango Shalom. Yes, yes. Right. Tango Shalom. Did you see it? Is it any good? We didn't watch very it. Very good. Very good with uh, uh, the mom from the nanny. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Renee. Renee, Renee Taylor. Renee, Renee, yeah, Ron's okay, friends yeah. with her too. She's a good friend of mine, Renee Taylor. I love her. Joe Bologna, her husband, was a saint. He was great, yeah. Oh, he was oh, wonderful. In, he was one of the nicest people in the world. In the chat room, they wanted they want to know what was your who was your first celebrity? Oh, a country singer named Chuck Wicks. Which I don't actually know who that is. Okay. <laughs> that started it all for me. I'm like, okay, I kept that was like uh, for every yes, I would get a few no's, but then now it's the other way around. Yeah, you don't get very many no's anymore, do you? No, it's me declining out because I get so many pitches. Who to say no to every day? Yeah, Who to say funny. yes to every day because I get so many pitches. That's like funny. Well, there was a time when we had to ask. Now they ask us, yeah. and that's good. That's it. it saves a lot of work because if you're going to hunt them down, it takes time. It's better when their managers call us and say, we would like to put so-and-so on. It's easier. And you have the same thing now. Now they're asking you to be on. Before I'm even done with one, they have like three or four lined up for me because yeah. they know it's gonna, they're, they're yeah, honest or in good hands. That's the way to do 16, it. 16,000 written interviews is a lot. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's a super lot. Like, even yeah. if. And now, are you in Newsday? Remember, do they still have Newsday newspaper there? No, no. No, it's gone, Newsday? They still have it, but. Oh, you know. You don't he write writes it. for Digital Journal. I, I like, I like my own. What, 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 what is, wait, explain to us, old bags. What is a digital? Dig, what is digital? It's called journal? digital journal. What is it? What Online is news publication, and I do the entertainment, music, and sports for them. Well, how do you how do you get? You have to go on your computer to read it. Tell us, teach yeah. us, teach us how to do it. Digitaljournal.com. That's the website, and you pick the section. It has like all these different sections: science, technology, environment, and I do the entertainment, music, and sports. And you click on, so everybody out there that's old and doesn't know how to work a computer, now you mm -hmm. learned. And go on and listen and read what he writes. I'm sure it's interesting. I'm going to snoop and see what, if you're any good. How do you like that? He's actually good. And then I when I see you his... in person, I'll tell you whether you're good or not. I looked at all his stuff before I invited him on the show. <laughs> no, we could go to the Manhasset Diner because it's all owned by Greek. And they have, yes, a, it is. And they have a good uh, Greek menu. So who's on your bucket list? You go to the Manhasset Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Oh, really? Okay. We have a date. When we come into New York, let's all meet at the Manhasset Diner. I love okay. it there. Seven Seas, the Seven Seas one in the Manhasset? Yeah. Okay, cool. It's on Old Country Road, is it? Or 25A? What road is it on? Old Country Road, yes. Old Country Road, yeah, sure. Definitely. We have a So date. wait, why Tim Tebow? I just I love this book, A Quarterback's Journey, and I just I love this. He's a man of character. 
he does so much. He like he's very humble and what he does to the kids around the world, all these hospitals, he's just just an inspiration. Now and, I detect a slight accent. How long are you here? I lived I lived in Greece in the nineties. That's why I got the Greek accent with me. So yeah. But you were born in America. Yes. And then you went to live in Greece. Yes. So you picked I, I lived in Italy for a year with my grandmother. They sent me to Italy because they found out I was gay. So they sent me to Italy to be cured because there are no gay people in Italy. I was 17 years old. And when I walked down the street, I had seven men following me. <laughs> so that's how I was being <laughs> paid straight. Anyway, uh, I came back and I remember talking to my friends and they'd say, Oh, Ron, cut it out. Stop being a put on. I said, what are you talking about? They said, why are you speaking Italian? I said, was I? <laughs> you know, you forget. So I would be half in Italian. Like I'd say, I'm over there. Let's go mangiare or something. <laughs> Did you do that? Yeah, sometimes it would be half and half. Yeah. But I just love Greek. It's so phonetically beautiful. I could talk to you. I could well, talk my, to sister, my sister learned Greek. And my sister spoke five languages because she worked for the airport years ago in the 1950s. She would uh, announce all the flights coming in from different countries in that language. And my sister said that Greek was the most difficult to learn. Yeah, because it has like ancient, like it's, it's the hardest to write because you have like all these like accents yeah. and six different eyes in the Greek language. Mm -hmm. But she spoke it. Not my they, they my sister and my brother-in-law used to go to Greece a lot because that family there. And my sister said, I love going to Greece because I lose weight. I <laughs> said, Why do you lose weight? She said, All they eat is fish. Well, yeah. they're from they're from Rhodes, and that's all fish water. And Greek salad. This and Greek salad. Yeah. I mean, everything is water in Greece. So of course they're eating from the ocean. <laughs> my sister and I do not like fish <clears throat> of any kind. So you miss Greece? Yes, I do. Would you like to live there? Yes. America's getting a little shabby. It's not so, quite so happy anymore being here. I when I go there, there's no deadlines. What what I do in half a day here, I do in a month in Greece. It's like they take your, they're like, you don't need your watch until you go back to New York. Yes, right. that's funny. No, I, I, I could live in Italy. I told Jimmy I would love to live in Italy, but Jimmy won't. He's not Italian, but I have relatives there, cousins, and I love Italy, and especially where we come from. We come from uh, Genoa. Up in Portofino, you know, Santa Margarita, Portofino. In the charim, they love Greek salad. They think you seem like such a nice guy. Very of course cool. he's nice. He's Greek. And uh, <laughs> so they want to know I how. Know, really, how I've never, no, no, no smoke up your ass and no bullshit because I don't do that. I mean, I lived in Astoria, Queens, please. It's like Greece, all right? You know? Yeah. So, Very I mean, I, I grew up with Greeks and I was in all more Greek houses and my friends are Greek. Oh, Jesus. There was my very good friend, his father owned the famous Greek uh, st uh, store where you oh. bought all Greek food. Oh, Mediterranean or Titan? Titan Foods? Wait a minute, I got to think of the name, the family name. You'd know Titan Foods? I, I don't remember. This is years ago. Mediterranean Foods. And they owned it. I guess the father's dead or old like me now, but the son took over. And he was my friend. Oh, he'd be my age, too. Goddess is in the chat room. Say hi to Goddess. Hey, Goddess. In hey, and goddess. out. There hey, you go. Hey, Goddess, look at this cute guy. So they want to know. Wait, maybe we could fix Goddess up with this guy. Hey, Goddess, you're still looking for a guy? <laughs> they this, this one's cute. In the chat room, they want to know, how do you prepare to do six to ten interviews a day? What do you have to do to prepare for that? You just go to work. <laughs> I just do. I, I look at the talking points, 30 seconds each. Boom. I just... Uh, that's I know it. what they're going to tell me before they tell me these days because I know what everybody's I, promoting a tour, right. a concert, a book, a CD. So I I want to get within ten, five, 10 minutes, I'm done. Boom, next. 
I don't have okay. time. To, yeah. No, I, okay, my, so. my, my job is easy. See, Jimmy does all the bragging and the political stuff. Okay. I do the snooping stuff. Are you married? Are you gay? Are you straight? You got kids? You're rich? Are you poor? Do you have a big dick or a small one? You know what I mean? <laughs> I, do, I ask those questions. That's why we're so famous. People yeah. love it. They love it. I had a very sexy, gorgeous guy on, an actor who is gay, and he lives here in Palm Springs. And um, we were interviewing him, and I said, listen, I said, you're a famous actor. You're gorgeous. I bet you can't cook. He runs off the camera, comes back with cookbooks. He said, sorry, Ron, but I have three cookbooks out. I said, okay, but I said, I bet you have a small dick. <laughs> and he said, no, I don't. And he stood up. I said, no, 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 no. We can't do that. We'll get X-rated. <laughs> I think he was going to whip it out. But anyway, we have, <laughs> no, we have a lot of fun on our show. It's nothing serious or nasty. It's just silly stuff. And I'm lucky I get away with that. But Jimmy does the intelligent stuff. Actually, they want to know. Oh, uh, they want to. Okay, so bucket bucket list. Okay, so Tim Tebow. What about what musician and what actor have you not interviewed yet that you think? Oh my God, I'd really love to interview. Maybe even do an actor and an actress. Okay, I'm gonna help you. What did you think of Melina McCurry? I loved her. I loved her too. I loved her in Top Copy. Did you see the movie? Top no, Copy? we just saw that recently. Yeah, no, they, 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 never on Sunday. Never on Sunday. Well, yeah, but she also made a movie called Top Copy, and it was filmed in. Um, they were stealing the. They were in a museum stealing a, a a sword, and it was filmed in what country? Turkey. Filmed in Turkey. Melina McCory was a wonderful actress. Oh, I also gotta send you kisses. She says you're cute. <laughs> I would love to somebody talk to. Cheyenne Jackson, him I never did. Cheyenne Jackson. Oh, okay, yes, that's a good one. Because he does Broadway and everything, and he seems cool. Yeah, he's a good one. He would be a cool one. And I want to tell everybody, Anthony Quinn is not Greek. No, never he was Greek. Greek. He's Mexican. Greek. He's Mexican, but everybody thinks because he was Zorba that he was uh -huh. Greek. But he was not Greek. He was Mexican. Just a little tidbit you got to throw in there. I have all people. My fan mail is Ron. I love when you talk about the movie stars and you let us in on certain things about them. And everybody does. Everybody wants to know about their movie star. Don't you agree? Absolutely. Do you try to get that out of your stars when you interview them? A little tidbit, a little something that's juicy. A little, but yeah, you know, I I'm the anti TMZ journalist. I pride myself in that. That's why they're so comfortable with me. Right. You would never write anything uh, offensive or bad. No. And I would never ask anything embarrassing or bad. It's all fun. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, we, we don't do that either. No, everybody wants to be on. We have a list. I mean, we we could book next year. I mean, we have a lot of people. We select now because a lot of people want to come on. But unfortunately, they don't have the credits or the, the name yet that we could use. So we have to say no to a lot. It hurts me because I said to Jimmy, can't we put a few starter offers on? And he said, well, we've had, but they don't really work out well. They you have, have to, to learn. Deidre Hall. Deidre Hall would be cool. I never did her. Oh, Deidre Hall would be a good one. Deidre Hall. I haven't heard that name in a long time. You have a cool sensibility, though. It's very different. You know, it's not like a normal, like normal people, if you asked them, they would have, I don't know who they would say, but they wouldn't say Deidre Hall. <laughs> so I think I, that's I very so cool. Soap actors because they do like 40 to 80 pages of script a day. It's the hardest working medium. Yes. Oh, no, absolutely. We talk about it all the time since we're friends with all the soapy. We call them the soapies. Yeah. And we're friends uh, with all of them. So uh, we talk about that yeah, all the time. We're friends with Sherry Belafonte. And I think yeah. Sherry might be at the New Year's Eve party we're going to next week. And Friday. I'm going to ask her a question. I'm going to say, tell me about Joan Collins 
and your father, Harry Belafonte, having a great affair. And I wonder if Sherry's going to tell me anything. She may not. <clears throat> we'll Actually, see. Actually, we just hung out with the guys <clears throat> from Dynasty, all the different people from Dynasty. Yeah. Jeff, John, John James, and uh, I forgot who they were. But I want to know about Joan Collins and Harry Belafonte. That's an interesting romance I'd like to find out about. Sherry Belafonte, by the way, is a doll. She's a sweetie pie. She's yeah. the nicest girl in the world. Who are some? Uh, so I, yeah, because we have a lot. We have, and we live in, we live in the desert in Palm Springs. So Judah Chapman lives here. We're friends with Michael. Yeah, Michael Damien. We're really good friends with. Um, who's now like a big director. We drop a lot of names because our fans like it. Um, not because we're showing. But Tristan Rogers lives off. here. Sean Kanan yeah. has a house here. Who are the other soap people? They've, they've all been to our parties at our house. Who else lives here? Tristan. Uh, oh, what my buddy? What's her name? The one that's on TV all the time. Oh, Jesus Christ. Old age. The blonde, the, blonde, the blonde that's on Hogan's Hero all the time and, and Alfred Hitchcock. The old lady. She's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's uh, gorgeous. She's still a beauty. Actually, like uh, the same. Barry introduced us to her to Ruta Lee. Ruta oh, Lee. Ruta, I love Ruta. Yeah, yeah. I love Ruta. Ruta is fabulous. I know her for a long time. She was dear friends with Mr. Blackwell, who was my best buddy. Debbie Reynolds. She was friends with Debbie Reynolds. Debbie was a friend also. Yeah. Debbie was the last time I spoke to Debbie was Jane Russell was needing a church. Her church needed a roof. So wow. Jane said to me, call Debbie and see if she'll be in on the benefit that I was putting together for Jane to get a roof for the church. So I called Debbie. She said, oh, Ron, I can't talk to you right now. My dog died. I oh, said, oh, Debbie, I'm sorry. She said, call me tomorrow, honey. I said, I will. I called her the next day. She said, oh, Ron, I can't talk to you. My daughter's outside in the car. We have to go pick out a coffin for my dog. <laughs> and then that was the last thing I heard from Debbie. She was yeah. nice. I was in a, a car one time with Debbie Reynolds and Joan uh, Rivers. And if I had a dollar for every fuck they said, I could have bought a limo. Those, <laughs> oh, those two broads had mouths like sailors. They went at it. I said, girls, this should be on film. This is the most fabulous comedy I have never in my life. I, I almost peed myself. I did. I didn't stop laughing. You know when your jaws hurt when you laugh? Yeah. That's what I had. Pain in my jaws. These two broads didn't stop. I had, <laughs> I had to get out of the car. They were wonderful. It's I love fun. both of them. I love Joan Rivers, and I love uh, Joan Rivers. I knew from New York, from the gay uh, pride uh, drag balls we used to go to. Oh shit, Chuck's here. Let's bring Chuck in to go with Marcos real quick because we've only got two minutes. I don't know if it'll actually help. Chuck, you're like late. We got two minutes and we're over. I, 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 I'm late. If if I actually had a a brain, I thought it was on at five. So I apologize. Go, so, go, guys go, go. so real quick, you got two minutes. Tell us what's go. going on. Say hi to Marcos. Marcos, gonna... nice to meet you. Hello. So I hope you can join us, Marcos. We're going to have a virtual New Year's Eve party. It kicks off uh, with uh, the folks from the one Times Square building, which is uh, the home of the ball. We're doing 18 hour broadcast featuring a lot of amazing artists, including uh, April Rose, Gabriella, Kulik, all the way to Tony Orlando, who actually helped produce the first Wonderama record back in 1969. And we start at 6 a.m. East Coast time in New Zealand. And we go all the way around the world to uh, New York City, where we drop the ball at midnight. And it's at vnye.com, which is virtual New Year's Eve. And it's all about just trying to celebrate in a way that everybody can participate. So no matter where you are in the world, uh, you get the best seat in the house at Times Square for the ball drop. 
There you go. And you guys are toasted by David Osman, Tony Orlando, Bootsy Collins, Jessica Lynn, Randy Edelman, uh, Marie Osman, Lainey Kazan. Winston yeah, and Marshall. Randy Edelman's got an amazing performance uh, that he's going to do for us. Uh, and he's just not only a world-class performer, but a world-class guy. We're so excited to have it happen. Did you know April Rose is Gabrielli is my cousin? Oh, really? Yeah. That explains why she's so good looking. <laughs> she's let me tell you something not because she's my cousin but she's a hell of a talent can that girl sing and entertain oh, i love her she's, been... she's a great human being um you know it, it's she was the one person this past summer we're recording where everybody came out of the uh, tent in Times square and said that gal's great she's so phenomenal good genes there yes well, roxy that's she, correct everyone you should watch this show it's going to be a celebrity so star fest you guys go to vnye.com you can see it on the app they have an app where you can go live onto the website right to see it chuck that's right you can go to the website or there's actually an app for your phone uh and you can pick it up anywhere in the world uh and it should be a lot of fun and it's family friendly and uh it's all about let's all get together and celebrate in a safe way there you go so if you're if you're home sitting alone feeling sad and lonely watch this show be a part of their party trust me you'll love I it nev i never lie and a lot trust of the people me. on it have been guests on our show so it'll a lot of yeah. be fun and we got to go because we're wait, out of time you have laney kazan performing we we do we have laney i don't know if she'll be performing but she's a friend of the show uh and uh she's, she's a dear friend of mine send her my love i will i will and again thank you guys for I, i'm like uh the guest that never shows. So I, 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 <laughs> we have a few of those. Matt Damon. You can always just like, I Chuck was going to join us, but forget yeah. it. So Marcos, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, Chuck, thanks so much for at least thank we got it guys. in there at the last. And we want to thank everybody and tell everybody to have a happy new year. We'll see you in 2022. Yeah. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you. In the mix, yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest of today's celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live, and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. So come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show. Come on, Russell.